Good people of Los Angeles, tonight on the FSA, FSA, FC, FC pod, we've got Mr. Mo, Mr. Jimmy. They go by lots of names. They have lots of affiliations. They're important, and you should listen to them. Yes. Uh, we talk about a lot of things tonight, guys. We cover a lot. It's one of these longer episodes. Strap in. Strap on. Hey. Oh, uh, you get Slim hit him with the warning. I already ruined it. You know, before the warning, um, I actually finally looked at our uh, Apple iTunes podcast little page, and I saw that we had some ratings on there. Had a couple of uh, reviews as well, so I want to reach out to you guys. Let us know how you feel about the pod. Only if it's positive. <laughs> um, also, like whatever stuff you want us to talk about, questions you have for guests or just us, hit us on the DMs. Uh, slide into his DMs. Slide into that motherfucker. We got a voicemail set up too. Oh, what is this? Merch. Oh, Bababooey, Bababooey, Howard Stern's penis. Hey, uh, <laughs> we're in the backyard at Expo Park. Uh, there are helicopters flying. No Pendulce truck today. A little sad. On the table. But we got Pendulce on the, the, the table, and I've been eating it the whole episode. <laughs> um, I have a potty mouth. I'm a piece of crap, and I cuss a lot. So if you're at work but or you're if hot. you're on children, uh, don't listen to it in front of them unless you don't mind that they listen to that. And pause, pause. Fuck you. FCFC. <laughs> FCFC pod where two scholars and a dickhead look at the world through a black and gold tinted lens as usual I have Dwee sitting across from me yo got Josh to my left yeah he looks like he's nursing a hangover <laughs> I'm your host slim we have mad snacks in front of us we got Guinness Hennessy Topo Chico Pandulce and we have the two gentlemen who are Glorified babysitters. <laughs> Welcome, President and Vice President, Mr. Jimmy Jam and Mo Facio to the podcast. Yo, how y'all doing? Hey. 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 Before you guys start, I got a special presentation. For oh us. no! Oh, Mo has a every, every pod needs something. So I brought you guys a special gift for you guys. Oh, it was Jesus. mentioned before. No one thought this thing was real. It's real. I'll let you open Same. it. This is for the pod. It's a good luck charm for you guys. <laughs> Yo, tell me how you have a Jenna Jameson bobblehead, Mo. Avian Awards. You are scummy. I love it. <laughs> Yo. The more you know. The more you know. Jeez. Thanks for all the good times, that Jenna. Photo, <laughs> everybody thought you Googled it. I know. Everyone thought I Googled it. But don't worry, I wiped her down. Dude, <laughs> she's up clean. This is amazing. I watched her fucking documentary and everything. That's, that's pre-Tito Ortiz. She has a tragic life. You don't become the queen of porn, like... Well, actually, you know, there's certain people that do. Shout out Asa Akira. she got a nice little family. Yeah. Uh, unknown fact, uh, I work at a restaurant. Mm -hmm. I replaced Jenna Hayes. 
She was oh, a waitress shit. before I came in. Because where I live, there's a, a strip club band. There was one strip club there. The two oh, Janice, And the bro. owner would always go in. From there, she just took off. Hey, if you don't know what the fuck we're talking about right now... I know Jen Jameson is, but this other one... You don't Jenna know Jenna Hayes? Hayes? No Jenna idea. Hayes. The skinny oh. brunette? No idea. Oh my... Come on, bro. Can't beat those. Well, Don't if you like me, <laughs> listen to this podcast because you're going to learn things. <laughs> anyway. We're trying to open people's, broaden people's horizons, open some new doors. Is a Sometimes it opens our doors. Often it does. So hopefully it does for you too. And you can find a bobblehead of your own. There you go. Let's All do right. it. From <laughs> I'm sitting here with Jenna Jameson and just you know, having a good time. You know, it's a perfect segue to talk about their childhood. No, I mean, one thing we've been asking people recently is about their earliest like football memories. And their earliest kind of memories involved with anything resembling you know, what you guys are involved with now. My first football memories were as a kid in uh, Estadio Azteca with mm-hmm. my parents. Them waking me up really early, getting me all ready, making me promises of candy and cotton candy and sodas, and we're going to go watch a game. I had no idea what we were going to watch. I knew of uh, football and knew my parents loved screaming at the TV and stuff like that. <laughs> Finally get to go to a famed Azteca Stadium. We take the metro, get down there. As we exit the metro, my uh, dad and my uncles grab me and they pull me into a bathroom. Oh. They proceed to take my shirt off. <laughs> oh, okay. They start uh, uh, adhering bottle rockets to my chest. <laughs> and, and start taping them to me. They tape more of them to my thighs. And pull my pants up, pull my shirt down. Tell me to keep my mouth shut. They give me two Coke bottles. They put them in my pockets. Tell me, you just keep walking. You just don't say nothing. Don't look at anybody. And you just do exactly what I tell you. You get up to the to the gate. My dad grabs me by my neck and goes, see that family over there? Go over there with them and go inside, and I'll see you inside. <laughs> Sends me to another family. I don't know why this happens. I get in the stadium. I'm confused. I'm looking for my dad, my uncle, my mom. I don't. Oh finally, one of my uncles grabs me. He goes, come here, come here. Takes me to the other bathroom, there, and again, they take my shirt off. <laughs> off comes the tape. I look like a Palestinian terrorist, <laughs> basically. Wait, taking, I, I missed it. How old were you at this point? I think I was about nine years old. Okay. I think it was, I was nine, before ten. And they take the stuff off, and they go, here's your money. Go buy your stuff. Have a good time. So that kept happening every time I kept going to a hotel. <laughs> and I finally got old enough to ask, why do we do this? Yeah. Well, apparently my uncles and my father were uh, old school hooligans, and uh, they were banned <coughs> from entering stadiums, so they would always get thoroughly searched whenever they walked into Azteca Stadium because they were Chivas fans. So they made sure they did a complete pad down on everything, and everyone who was there with them, women and everything, so that's why they gave me everything to sneak in there. And with these <laughs> bottle rockets, they get these Coke bottles like this, put the bottle rocket inside, light it, and point it at the opposition. Yeah. And they shoot it at them. Yeah. <laughs> and this will go on, game on, and game on, and game on, but... That's how my father and and and, uh, and my uncles introduced me to, into the culture of the supporters. So, that's, that's crazy because like three months ago or four months ago, when Argentina was playing Boca and there was all those crazy images of the of the of the box <laughs> windows getting blown out and everything in Argentina yeah. and all this stuff, I'll never forget that video. I don't know if you guys ever saw it of like the little girl yes. who's getting who's getting the yeah. the bottle rockets or the flares strapped to her. And I was just like, I remember <coughs> thinking like, man, I wonder what that girl's life must be like or like how she is. And now this I know. Like, <laughs> and now I know. And now we got we got that little girl wow. grew up to give a boy. That's a big boy. That's a trip. Wow. So 
So at that point, you just knew, like, all right, shirt's up. I'm going to have some fun. Yes. You're just like, this is, this is standard routine at this point. When did you catch on? At what age? I caught on, I think, around 12 years old. All right. I uh, think I was getting older. But what I do remember is... Hold on. They were strapping bottle rockets on you for three years, and you yeah. didn't ask any questions? <laughs> I was getting candy and money. They were okay. buying me whatever I wanted. All right. I wanted a, ma- a wrestling mask. I wanted this. I wanted that. <laughs> just, to keep, just to keep my mouth quiet and not let my grandmother know. Because she's the one who would get a heart attack. Oh, yeah. If it, sure. My mom was cool. My mom was an old school hooligan, too, for, yeah. for being the most holiest person who will not say a swear word, yeah. old school Mexican mother, who does the sign of the cross with anything. <laughs> My mom hurled the F-bombs at the stadiums. <laughs> and she would join in the chants and stuff like that. And that's what amazed me when I was at these games, is seeing this family who was really conservative in everyday life. You get into a stadium, and they changed. Not changed ugly, but, well, except for my uncles. But <laughs> there was they, that too, yeah. They changed to where I saw my mother being passionate and chanting and singing uh-huh. with a great melody. And I remember the melodies, and it's funny because a lot of those melodies we sing now. Mm-hmm. Like, Somos el Barrio Angelino, that kind of stuff like that. That was ringing through that stadium back then. It's one of those old uh, Sonora Dinamita songs that, <coughs> like that, that you hear now. And it's the same cadence, the same thing. And you just, you get that cadence, you get that sound. And every time I hear that song, it's what I hear. It's mm-hmm. I hear my parents, my my mom and her bell bottoms and high heels and a Chivas jersey on top of Incredible. her. Incredible. And just fit. chanting and cheering with a silver wig on because it was the 70s. A silver wig? Yeah. Yeah. My mom was rocking it back with, you know, with the cats <coughs> and the whole thing, yeah. man. Out there. And they were just out there just chanting and singing and just remember that stuff. And I wonder if this could ever happen somewhere else mm. as I got older. And it's funny how, it's, like you said, I went, I went from that point as a little kid to now to see that happen here in Los Angeles in the Bank of California Stadium. It's amazing to me. And just when we when I hear us chant sometimes, I'll stop myself and I'll look around sometimes just for a second, <laughs> just to hear everything. And it's amazing you hear that whole sound come back, that whole nostalgia, the smell mm. of the smoke and the gunpowder and urine. And <laughs> <laughs> now, your, family, your family were Chivas fans, but you would go to these games, these are away games at Azteca. Yes, Okay. as Chivas fans. They... Tried to indoctrinate me uh, since birth. Mm-hmm. It didn't work. I was not a Chivas fan. I did not like Chivas. Never liked Chivas to this day. Did you have a team in Mexico? Not really. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I, I watched Cruz Azul once in a while because they were the only ones who signed my banner. Because my dad would take me in the field, mm-hmm. and the Chivas guys would ignore me. Yeah. And one time, one of the Cruz Azul guys signed my banner. But uh, here's the cop out answer. I was actually a Man United fan as a kid. I think I'm sitting with four <laughs> Man United are, fans. Am I? Am I not? And that's because this of my father. you, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> my dad is one of me a Man United fan. He'd tell me these stories of these players that he used to watch when he was a kid yeah. about Georgie Best, things like that, and just all these great stories he'd tell me. And I go, "Who's this Georgie Best guy? Who's all these other guys that he talk about?" And my dad had all these old books, you know, books about from United, the history of the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad had old pictures and things like that. He was my dad was a fan. But he was a Chivas fan, but he loved uh, some of the aspects of uh, of European soccer, and that's what he would teach when he because uh, he was a coach. Mm. He teach those methods of the long pass and things like that to integrate that into the teams he, he was uh, coaching. Now, now, were you so? Did you grow up partially in Mexico first, or you were just down there visiting? I was these, made in Mexico, these. but I was born here. So when you'd go down, it'd be like family vacation, exactly. bottle <laughs> rockets. I go to school down there the for the summer. My parents, because uh, we couldn't afford camp. Uh-huh. So they would send me to Mexico to summer school. Same here, yeah. <laughs> yeah so I would go to Mexico go for to summer Mexico? school. I'd, I'd spend half my summer in Guadalajara, mm-hmm. the other half in Mexico City. 
Mm. So for, with each grandparent, I, I, I'd hang out on each side. So I learned, you know, the football culture in Guadalajara yeah. growing up and also Mexico City where there was a lot of America fans, uh, Puma, Necaxa, all that stuff. I had to get in fights because I wasn't either. I was, didn't like the Mexican teams. I, I liked them, I'd watch them, but I wasn't a fan. Gotcha. Uh, I'd respect them for what they were, everything like that, but I was always a Man United. For some reason, that red and white and just stories that my dad told me when I was a kid really resonated with me. And whenever I get a chance to watch a game on, uh, well, I think it was videotape or reel-to-reel in those days that I got to watch, <laughs> you see these old games, these old footage of these games, you're like, wow, man, that's awesome to play like that. And, and those, you see the crowds, and you see everyone just, it looks so nostalgic and so awesome. Yeah. And I go, man, that'd be great. And what was happening in Mexico was great too, but I wasn't appreciating it until now. Now I appreciate everything I saw in Azteca Stadium mm -hmm. and Estadio Jalisco and all the other ones that go to, to go see Pumas and Universidad and see them play there. And I go, oh my God, why didn't I pay more attention? And I kind of kicked myself that I didn't appreciate that growing up, the atmosphere and the culture was around. Right. And how everything we did revolved around soccer in our family. Dinners, I mean, everything. That's that's incredible, man. I, I mean, to be honest, like even, I mean, you may feel like you should take more advantage of it, but like for you to be able to like feel the nostalgia that you feel in the bank right now from the past, like it shows like that made an imprint like forever on your life. It, do, right? it does, and it has because uh, it's one of the near, near and dear things to me is when I hear the chants in Spanish to me, mm -hmm. to me, it just makes me think of that. And I think that's what we're capable of in the 3252. Because I love the English chants. I love everything that's a banger that can takes off. I love it, too. Yeah. I sing them with passion. Uh, the, are those Spanish ones closer to my heart? Yes. But I would love to see a Korean chant one day. Yeah, and man. get out there. All of us just chanting Korean and German and different languages. We're Los Angeles. Yeah. We're so diverse. And we got to take advantage of that. That's why I want to make sure we take advantage of that here now. Because I didn't take advantage when I was in Mexico mm. of absorbing that and appreciating that more. And I want us to appreciate that now that we have the chance and we're starting out from the bottom up to take advantage because we, we can make our history. We just started two years ago, man. Yeah. Look where we're at. And this can go so much more, man. And there's no limits. There's no rules. We're not Europe. We're not England. We're not, you know, uh, Germany. We're Los Angeles. That's right. what's beautiful. We're, we're gangster. We're a little hood. So the sooner we realize what city we live in, the better the 3252 is going to be. Hell yeah, man. I just want to thank you for this kind of purifying, cleansing energy right now. I think it really is. It took a United fan for, for us to really clear the air. <laughs> <laughs> the, the energy around the United fans are so good right now. Yeah, you're like, making us look so like, douchey. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like Eric Cantona just came back out and... Karate kicked that fan. He popped the collar before he did. Too, right. so it's fine. That's awesome, man. Jim, how about you, man? I know we, we we've heard variations and versions of it on other pods, especially on Jerry's Heart of LAC stuff, that which is awesome. And I know you come from a, a baseball background family, but what what when do you really can see yourself um, falling in love with football for the first time? Nothing like Mo being in the states. Mm -hmm. Football wasn't what it is now. Yep. Um, I remember my first time ever playing, grade school. Uh, had just gone to a new school, moved around a lot after my parents split. My dad was a, he's a drug runner. Mm. So my mom left him and then we just moved on. Mm -hmm. um, I grew up in Anaheim and then there's a bunch of kids from Oaxaca and they were playing like crazy. And I was like, oh, I want to play. Yeah. So I went in there and I'm fast. That's my thing. I'm very fast. That's why they always put me at the forward. I'm not accurate, but I'm quick so I can recover. And um, I remember playing 
And I remember jumping and I kicked the ball, landed flat on my ass. I was wearing Levi's. Because then they had the studs on the butt. Oh, I got up, I was like, oh, this hurts. <laughs> I happened to score. And since then, and I was like, this is amazing. Oh my God. And then I started working with my, fr with my friend's dad who worked had a shop at the Anaheim Indoor Swap Meet. Mm. Then they had indoor soccer courts. Mm -hmm. So I grew up playing there. That's when I learned about it. Being there, they would get all the bootleg stuff from is Europe. Is that right next to TJ Showgirls? <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. I'm, I'm not well versed in this. Oh, yeah, you were young yeah. back then. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I hope you played in in, in uh, Levi's and Denim for, for, for a, the near future after that. Just like, you're just like the Denim Actually, kid. at the last um, little community service event we did uh -huh. with um, the LSU, well, yeah. I was playing in jeans. Yes. Nice. Yeah. That full circle. Full you full know, circle. Rich is actually, even though he nurses his back, he has his feet. He has fancy footwork. That guy's good. Yeah, I mean, he talked he talk himself yeah. up a lot. No, no, but he, <laughs> but he, he proved it. He, he's, that, guy's, that guy's a wall. Yeah, he, he looks like a fucking samba dancer. You better have some footwork. Yeah. <laughs> he's Zimmerman with rhythm. <laughs> Wait, so, so this is something I've just learned about tonight, if I'm being totally honest, about the baseball connection between both of you guys. Mo, I had no idea you were talking before we started rolling the tape here that you played for quite a while. Yes, I did. I Break was. it down for us. I mean, you're you you're growing up as a football man. You got all these football things. You, you know, I gotta admit, I I was born into baseball and left that. My dad told me he'd oh, buy me a the car when I turned sixteen if I would just play baseball. Every inch and morsel of my body, I thought it was the most boring. I couldn't be more bored just like standing out there. Just <laughs> slander, out slander. slander. So I'm a huge. I'll go to a Dodger game now, and I, even now I can't do it. Um, and I, and I came to soccer naturally. No no family background in soccer. Mm. But for you, it's sort of, you, you know, grew up soccer, and then all of a sudden you roll into baseball. Well, baseball happened because, again, because my father. Mm. My father, of course, like every other father, wants their kid to play soccer. Wanted me to play football. He played me in every YLCL league, everything like that. I was good at it. I, I played good. I mostly played goalie. Mm. But um, I excelled in it. But then as you get older, you kind of rebel against your father a little bit. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, I was like, you know what, man? I don't want to play the soccer stuff, man. Because part of it was a little bit of anger I had towards uh, society a little bit. And here's a rebel in me comes out. My father uh, started a league in Huntington Park and in uh, places in Los Angeles for at-risk youth to play soccer. He wanted them to bring them off the streets and just have the opportunity that he didn't have. Because he, you know, he, he grew up in the rough part of uh, Mexico City. Mm. Battled, came to this country, made something of himself, but wanted kids who came here to have that same opportunity to get him off the streets. And he thought through soccer he could do it. So he tried to get me into it, man. It was just, I'd play just because he made me. But he got these kids and he brought them, uh, these rough kids, to play soccer. He'd really connect with them and they'd, they'd play. They started playing in Ben lots and like in backyards and things, things like that. Finally started going to the parks and playing. So, of course, a couple days would go by, they'd play, everything was fine, and all of a sudden, boom. Park guy comes in, hey man, you guys can't play soccer here. What do you mean? Yeah, you're gonna mess up the grass with your cleats. You guys can't play here. But it's a park. Mm -hmm. They throw them out. So my dad would come back every other day and every other Sunday when they play games and they throw my dad out. He couldn't play in the baseball fields. He couldn't play here. He couldn't play there. So my dad would go to these council meetings and try to say, hey man, why can't I play? Mm -hmm. And what legal reason do you have me that I can't play soccer? And they couldn't give him one. So they reluctantly let him uh, have like a makeshift field. My dad got a coffee can, drilled some holes in it, threw some flour in it, started making the lines with a little stick, and they had their own soccer field finally in Huntington Park. Nice. So they're playing, half a season goes by, all of a sudden, parks and the parks department comes over and starts planting trees. 
<laughs> right in the middle of where the soccer field is at. Oh, we gotta enhance the park. That's what we're doing. You can play soccer, but we gotta plant these trees. Something's ever changed. I would see that. It would make me angry. So my dad would go fight and fight and fight and fight and fight. And so one day he just got sick of it and just wanted nothing to do with soccer. Yeah. Nothing to do with Jesus. Because first of all, his uh, English was limited. And he didn't quite know the rules and the laws out here, so he was really frustrated. It would make him angry, and he'd take that anger. He would take it out on me sometimes, but not in a bad way. Well, yeah, because yeah, he, he was frustrated, and that just turned me off soccer for a bit. You know what? Screw you, old man. I'm going to go play baseball, mm-hmm. the sport that you hate. Because <laughs> <laughs> my dad hated baseball. <laughs> dad, he did the exact yeah. no, my, my dad hated soccer, yeah. too, so it's pretty funny. Yeah, now. so I went to go play baseball, so... I just started playing, 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 and then all of a sudden, like someone saw me play. They, they pulled me into this little amateur league in Huntington Park to play. I was playing with adults. Mm. Started playing with them. One day, a high school guy comes by and goes, Hey, man, uh, you know, we got a school over here in Bellflower uh, called St. John Bosco. Uh, hey. You want to come play baseball? Hated guys from Bosco. <laughs> <laughs> They're all dicks. Every guy with the Bosco. Like a douchebags. As a Bosco brave myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they offered me a chance to go to school there. Go play baseball there. I uh, did pretty good there. Kept going. Kept my career going after that. Sick. Skipped college the first two years. Went to go play baseball for a while. Nice. Hit the you know independent leagues, everything. Wow. Did the whole circuit, the whole bush league circuits. Did that for eight years. It was fun. It was a lot of experience. I got to learn the country. I got to learn cultures. I got to learn everything. And decided to do a little umpiring at the end also in 98. Nice. Did a little bit of that. Nice. Um, did, the cir- did the circuit for that. Good year. What the fuck? But I was always missing something. I was always missing something. And then uh, just my dad and me reconnected and really got really close. And we started having those soccer talks again. Mm. And he that's when he take me, and I, that's when I finally got to see, well, before that. What year was this? This is uh, 98. Okay. And uh, but, but a little bit before then, <laughs> like in the 80s, my dad would take me to go see the L.A. Uh, Aztecs play. Oh, yeah. mm. And that's when I finally George got to see Georgie Best. Best. Yeah. That's oh, holy see. shit, dude. Full circle. Georgie, Pe- Georgie Best, Hugo Sanchez, guys oh, like that, you know. I got to see them play a lot of NASL. I got to see that. So I was a fan of that. Yeah. It was just pretty cool, man. And that's why I thought, you know what? If only could, if only the fans were better, mm-hmm. this would be great here. Right. But it never took off. Every, every mm-hmm. league died, and you'd hear all this stuff whenever I go around and play in other baseball cities. How a soccer will never happen here. And, and you know what's funny? You States. probably ran into Joseph a lot and didn't even know it. Probably, yeah. I you, probably did. Very similar stories, yeah. Like Essex and whatnot. Yeah. And yeah, listening to you, it's it's I hear a little little bit of him. And I'm like, maybe your your parents, your your father is connected in some way. Probably because back then everybody knew each other. Yeah, because it wasn't big. It was big because he would coach there and he played the league in Balboa Park in San Fernando. They Valley. probably played each other because Joseph's dad is a coach yeah. also. He was That's a coach. So cool. I still got those old pictures of uh, my dad in their uniforms. They had those old Germany uniforms, which were the red, uh, yellow, and black like striped mm-hmm. ones. And mm-hmm. those are their jerseys, and those are they were badass Look jerseys. Look closely, see Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I see all that stuff, and I go around, I see different, these different minor league cities, and talk to people. Tell me how soccer's wouldn't, wouldn't work here, and just I was always missing. Like I see these baseball crowds, and like oh man, if only they were more into it and stuff like that. And you know, I just started, you know, was missing this the soccer bug, and all of a sudden it, it bit me after I was done playing. Just. Uh, to get reinvolved and reconnect with my father and reconnect with uh, things out here. Tried to do the MLS for a little bit. I'm not gonna lie, I go to the Galaxy games. Sure. I go hang out there. 
I was a Lanny Donovan fan, Robbie Keane, all those guys, Kobe Jones. I love those guys. Those guys were, were more my guys. Did you ever watch Gumbos uh, play? Yeah. How was that? That was awesome. I never saw it in person, but yeah. as a kid, I was like, this guy's the shit. And, and those uniforms yeah. and stuff. I, just, those, I see those guys playing. It was awesome. What was and it I, like seeing like Gumbos play? Just seeing it was great, but again, what was missing was the crowd. It was always so weird, so subdued, so different. Yeah. And... It didn't feel good. So was the, was the Aztec crowd any better? No. Or was it about the same? It was about the same. Everyone was there to watch. Mm. To watch the game. <laughs> not to not be involved. To, not to be involved. They were there no to see Georgia Best there. play. Yeah, no bottle rockets. <laughs> well, oh, except for the ones that maybe uh, <laughs> I took in. <laughs> in America, he keistered them. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I was just the prison wallet. There you go. But uh, I said, I go to these Galaxy games and stuff like that. And then, uh, you know, I... I I was a fan. I'd go watch them, but I, I wasn't really involved. I tried to get involved. Mm. They wanted nothing to do with me, number yeah. one. Uh, they didn't like me. And then uh, one day... <laughs> that sounded so that's sad. A, that's, yeah. that's they, didn't, they didn't like me. <laughs> they didn't like me at all. <laughs> and I was running. <laughs> <laughs> but the funny thing is, my dad decided to go to, to, wanted to go to a game. Yeah. And he goes, I'm not gonna watch that fucking team play. Fuck the Galaxy. I'm not gonna watch it. That's not fucking soccer. Mm. He goes, let's go watch Chivas USA play one day. And I went. We went to the game. And funny, that was the day I met Julio and Ray. Oh hey. shit! Fucking pure accident. I met those guys. So we go to this game, and I see this little crowd of guys right there, just chanting, singing, and doing a bunch of noise. Like, mm. fuck are those clowns? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're just going crazy, and the game is like, they're getting their asses kicked. Yeah. Fuck Every are they cheering for? They're getting their asses kicked. So we go to more games. My dad, because he was a Chivas fan, he mm. tried to give Chivas USA a chance, and he just like, ah, fuck this team. But I kept going back and stuff like that, and one day we walked around mm. and got closer to a section, and I don't even think Julio Ray remember this, but I have a picture of it. Uh, they gave my son a shirt. Didn't fit my son. <laughs> they gave my son a Chiba shirt. Yeah. And I just put it on my son to take a picture and send it to my dad. And they were the nicest guys, man. They just they were all being nice to my son. Hey, come over here. Come yeah, hang out with yeah, us or whatever. Yeah. They had no clue I was at. Go forward uh, like 10 years later. Boom. <laughs> I see them at LAFC. Mm. Dude, I know those dudes. I met them at the Experience Center. A couple days after I, I, I met Josh, uh-huh. man. I remember meeting yeah, you at the yeah. experience. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's where we met. And I go, hey, fuck. I go, again, full circle. Uh-huh. Yeah, but just that's how I got involved in this. And just that's how everything just came around for a full circle for me. So, I, yeah, I didn't even know that that you, like, linked up with them, like, They didn't later. know. They yeah. Had, yeah, they had no idea. I remember them because they made uh, an impact. Because I remember seeing them chant and sing. Mm-hmm. And seeing guys like Commander, because you can't forget that. You don't you know, forget your no motherfucking Commander. And you see the, the Black Army on the yeah. side, too, and stuff like that. You see them there, they go, fuck are those guys cheering for? Man, it's fucking pathetic here. They're the only people cheering <laughs> in this whole fucking stadium. No one else That's is. Awesome. Yeah. But it was nice seeing that passion. Go, man, if we could ever bottle that passion mm. and sell it to somebody, fuck, that'd be amazing. And that's what we have here. Yeah. That, man. Jim, I mean, I heard you talk about kind of your Chivas days as well, but just like how you got involved with it and just kind of, it was a good atmosphere for, for, for your kids, right? To, that's what sold me. Because yeah. I, I originally didn't want nothing to do with the MLS. Mm. Uh, I didn't respect it. Mm-hmm. I had, uh, at this point, I, when MLS came around, I was well-versed in the sport. Mm-hmm. And I knew about the culture in Europe and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And it was this, because it was the 90s. That's mm-hmm. when you had all the freaking hooligans Chelsea was like the shit fighting everybody yeah they were the mill walls back then uh-huh. and um you see that here and I was just like 
first I was a little timid. I was like, shit, I don't get my ass kicked out of game. <laughs> and then I had a lot of friends that were like super into it because I was born and raised in Anaheim, AYA, so it was huge out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everybody would go to the Galaxy Games mm. and they talk about it, and I was just like, I was like, nah, I just, I just didn't dig it. Mm. And then um, finally was convinced to go to a game. Uh, Miles is the one that sold it for me. Mm. He was one, and first game, he wanted a drum. No, I mean, he wasn't even one yet. What? He, no, he wasn't one. Yeah. He was like nine months, I would say, and he could carry a beat. And then um, he first, That's I still have a picture of it. Jesus. And he was carrying a beat, and I was like, this is amazing. I was like, this is cool. So I fell in love with the culture mm-hmm. more than the team. Gotcha. And then um, coming from a punk rock background, like, you, you go against the grain, and we were always the underdog, mm-hmm. and I loved it. <laughs> I loved going in and being like, like, just like it is now, if we're down, we're still cheering with everything we have in us yeah. and other, the opposition is like what the fuck are they doing <laughs> and with us our chanting at them is a big fuck you yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like you scored one I don't give a fuck yeah. we're, our team our community is what we're here for mm. and I fell in love with that and that's what we have in the North End Yeah, and it's I, I just shake I just love it when I think about it mm. I try not to think about it at night because I can't sleep yeah <laughs> no, I, you, you, I, I'll fall into you know I follow the LAFC hashtag so you could fall into a fucking LAFC hole, especially. I mean, Sam, be real. You're watching mukbang eating videos for. <laughs> Yo, all right. Be real. Like that's no, 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 no. I did have there that 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 passed. <laughs> that passed. No, because one of our members, Ray Reynaldinho, who we had on the pod before. Yeah. He started like he started sharing mukbang pages in, in our TSG chat. Yeah. And it took me through a dark time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would spend like. Like it's, it's like the best thing for like a, a lonely person to watch yeah. another person really enjoy their food. Oh, like, like, you just made this really dark. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm, there, I'm there with you. Now, so that's, no, that's but honestly, it like, means more to me right now. Is, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's crazy. You'll fall into a 45 minute wormhole of just mm. watching people eat. It's fucking terrible. Yeah. Wow. All right. <laughs> you know what's wild though, Jerry? It's like the more I talk to talk to people, it's like. What the fuck? In LAFC, it's just like there is there is this kind of um, punk background that a lot of our supporters bring, you yeah. know, and that's something that I'm not really versed in at all. But like, what what was kind of your 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 your, your history in punk and um, kind of punk rock and how that how that kind of evolved into supporter culture? I was in a band back in the day, and just that raw aggression mm-hmm. and just always going against the grain. Mm-hmm. Um, question everything is how I was raised because. Mm-hmm. Um, if you fall in line, you're going to be a boring person. But if you know what you're doing and why you're doing it, yeah. you're going to love it. So that's why with everything. So that's why I tend to sit back, watch, and then if I don't like it, I'm going to be like, explode and be like, no, what the fuck? Mm. So um, that's pretty much with punk rock. What I love about punk rock is the fast-paced energy, and that's what we have in the North End. So that's mm. how relatable in that way. Um, you have a bad day, you just scream it out at a punk show, mm-hmm. you scream it out in the North End. Mm. You're happy, you just want to shout to the heavens, you do it in the North End. Right. So it, a lot of it is very, the uh, the passion, the pure, raw energy that's very relatable, right. and the message. Punk rock is all about community. Mm. Community and rebellion. Mm. And we have that with the North End because we're rebelling against what the MLS is today. Yeah. And we all know it, we yeah. all say it, and the rest are accepting it. In Dallas, great experience, because they know we are the real deal, we are the future of MLS support. And they're, they, they, both leaders of both supporter groups came over, took pictures, gave us mad props in Dallas. They're mm-hmm. just like, you guys are legit. We love it. Because we're not the new guys anymore. 
they know it's not a passing phase. Right, right. It's it's legit, and they're like, we want that too. Yeah, that's incredible. I mean, so Jimmy just got off a plane. That, that's kind of the context of the episode. So the warrior. We, when he's, he was in Dallas and met the SGs over there, what was that like to, I mean, be the second year team here and to really bring the support to 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 Dallas was. Dallas, in all honesty, was an amazing experience. To me, similar to Seattle, mm-hmm. but not as insane. Because Seattle, that's like the first everything. Yeah, yeah. That march in and whatnot. The energy was like palpable. Yeah. yeah. But this is like... the guy who didn't go to Seattle? <laughs> <laughs> no, like I saw it through the Instagram oh, stories okay. and shit. You know what I mean, bro? <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> I legit have a friend in Seattle, and I was going to have him eat, um, mail you a postcard from Simon and sign it. Fuck <laughs> Simon, too! But I didn't have a chance. Um, so no, Dallas, like, after the match, I t- everybody that was there, so Dallas, got, the, the FO kind of screwed us mm-hmm. because they were opening it one row at a time as they were selling us tickets. So we only got to buy 35 supporter seats. Yeah. And there was like seven rows of emptiness and then at the bottom a bunch more LAFC fans. So we got there and then, well, we, the march in was awesome. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of North End casuals that are actual supporters. Mm-hmm. And they loved it. They Great. brought it. Awesome. Shout out to the uh, North uh, North Orange County LAFC guys. Mm. They, they helped me. Capo, they were they were, they were were legit dudes. They're actually my neighbors now. Oh, that's I don't nice. even know that we're talking. And I was like, yeah, oh, we dude. live like, they're in between us. They're in La Mirada. Oh, shit. Oh, cool. He's in Whittier, I'm La Habra, and they're in La Mirada, okay. so like a city away. Damn. If I stayed in Cerritos, we could have all just there you go. had Cerritos watch parties. <laughs> <laughs> That's your dream. Yeah. <laughs> we can make it happen. So no, the march, the march in was awesome. Uh, a lot of the casual descendants was flipping us off and whatnot. But we're marching in. We, see this, um, we go in and we pack our section. Mm-hmm. Security is very... They're on point there. Mm-hmm. They're legit. They're just like, nope. X, Y, Z, you can't do this and that. We're like, all right, whatever. And I told everybody, just chill. As soon as the game starts, run up. They did that. Security was like, oh, we can't do this, blah, blah, blah. So then they ended up going behind our section in like a standing area. Because mm-hmm. the way the stadium is, they have a big standing area, kind of like, I guess like StubHub does, or whatever the fuck it's called now. Dig, dig, uh, yeah. The digs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The so you know, have, have that, that area behind each section you can just stand. Mm-hmm. Right. So it was full of LAC fans, because they weren't allowed in our two rows, mm-hmm. so they were standing there. Um, we, had, we were loading a drum out there, mm-hmm. marching in, Cassie breaks one half, one side of it. Because it, it was their spare drum that they had in the garage. So mm-hmm. it's, it was old. Yeah, yeah. It's a cool drum. It has a black and gold uh, trim on it. Nice. So I run back, and I bring the other head. Mm-hmm. We're in there 20 minutes into the game. She breaks that one. <laughs> so we're like, well, fuck, what do we do? And we just get bringing it, bringing all the fans around us. The uh, Dallas, the DC fans were like, sorry, Dallas. We're like, these guys want to shut up. And they're just like staring at us. They're recording. After a while, you can see them like, oh, shit. And then at half... Um, the president for the Matadors runs over, takes pictures, he's like, you guys are amazing, blah, blah, blah. He's like, this is true support. He sees the drum, he was just like, keep it. You guys earn this, you deserve it. So that was awesome. Super cool, very, very humble. And that's, they were like the original supporters for 96 for that team. Mm. So they're still around. The new the new group, the mm-hmm. newer group, the Beer Guardians, mm-hmm. um, their, their president is a president of the ISC. Oh. So we, um, I already knew her prior to that. Mm-hmm. Um, she came over, gave us mad props. She's like, this is amazing. So we got, re- it's not, it's different from last year. Mm-hmm. Apparently last year there were some issues. This mm-hmm. year, nothing but love. And it's just like, it's very positive. Mm-hmm. And it makes me happy because they see what we have. Mm-hmm. They embrace it. They appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they can work together, do what we have in the North End. Yeah. That way, because my personal goal is, president or not, 
bring it as hard as I can, trying to influence other people to do that. Yeah. That way, the whole league, like, we, I, I love going to another stadium and being like, oh, shit, they're loud. Let's be fucking louder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, we brought it. Um, we did it really well. At the end, when we were marching out, people were clapping, people were flipping us off, because yeah. there's the casuals that don't know and the drunk idiots, but yeah, yeah, uh, we walked out with our heads held high, um, and at the end, I was trying to give a little speech to everybody. I was like, we were like the 300. Mm. We literally went in, we did our shit, mm. we did a great job, mm-hmm. and then we walked out. So, yeah, it's, Dallas was amazing. Yeah. Weather is a piece of shit. But, <laughs> yeah. Doug, we, we keep leaving our market uh, the way it is we go to. I remember New York after we went to uh, NYCFC, like, the talk was how do we improve our support mm-hmm. for, 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 for that end, too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Dallas is an interesting kind of case study because that's the heart of NFL football country, right? Yeah. yeah. They're definitely trying to figure out what it looks like to be a so- like a soccer football supporter out there. So. The ones that are there are there for the team. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a lot, but they have the passion. So And the sport is growing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, honestly, the way I see it, see, it, it, it sucks that because of the women, they're women, mm-hmm. they're not getting that much attention. But when, when soon as the men's national team wins the World Cup, mm-hmm. it's going to blow people more. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. you guys got a little secret, though. Hmm. But to, uh, to piggyback on what Jimmy is saying. Hey, you going to touch on that? <laughs> touch on it real quick. Touch on that real quick. Oh, yeah, touch me. <laughs> touch me, Mo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> since we're not the new kids on the block, like he was saying, um, a lot of people reach out to us. and uh, actually, re- I'm sure they reach out to both of us, but I get a lot of messages from uh, other supporters other teams mm-hmm. who uh, some who don't even like us, some who downright hate us, mm-hmm. and uh, they what give us do? they give us a lot of. Uh, He's afraid to the boys yeah. down south. Oh yeah, they give us a lot of props mm-hmm. on the down low on what we do, that they love what we do. They hate us. Yeah, yeah. But they love what we do, and and it's no longer a gimmick to them. At first, they thought it was a gimmick. Yeah. This will get old. You're not gonna do it anymore. But now they're seeing, like what Jimmy's saying, what we do in Dallas. What happened this last time in Seattle, even though it wasn't. A full on thirty two fifty two experience. Mm-hmm. It was still loud enough. Mm-hmm. Shout out Gil. And yeah, all, yeah, yeah, all those guys, man. They did a wonderful job yeah. out there. And every place we've been going to, we've been showing up. New York, all these other places, and we've been hearing nothing but positive things. I get a lot of messages from a lot of guys, a lot of people. Hey, what you guys are doing is awesome. Just don't tell anybody. <laughs> no, literally, yeah, all the time. <clears throat> yeah, we get, we we share the messages back and forth. And um, the thing is, like, <coughs> say, oh, it's secret sauce, secret sauce, and it's like. The biggest thing I can tell anybody, any any random fan from another supporter group, if you are listening, trying to gather information, just cut the pissing contest. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. Yep. That's all it is. Yo. Big picture, and you'll be fine. That's, That's all it, it takes. Check the egos at the fucking door, man. That's... It wasn't easy for us. It took us a couple years to get there. Yeah, it does. Like, in the beginning, PA Black Army didn't get along because we had uh, a falling out back in the day, mm-hmm. Chief of the USA days. Now, we're the shit. We're, the, we're, we're buds yeah. all the time. Yeah. yeah. Like, if I need anything, I could go straight to him. Yeah. Any advice for anything, I go straight to him. Any single member, like um, D9, BA, yeah. we led the march, and we were just shoulder to shoulder right up front in Dallas. It was Selly. Yeah. Selly's amazing. Selly's good. Oh, I Selly's love Selly. I mean, that, Shout that's out to Selly, her, her awesome. passion. Yeah, she's amazing. And the thing is, like, and she's, she's like screaming yeah. with a big ass smile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, how are you smiling? <laughs> <laughs> so you you always look pissed off as shit. I, I do get that. As soon as the bell, the bell, the whistle blows, uh-huh. I turn something off and then I get 
and make myself angry uh-huh. so I can scream and just project. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's like being on stage. It comes out really stage. great in photos, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I try not to look at the cameras. I I can't even see them. There's well, the, cam- the cameras don't see me. So. <laughs> no, they never come on our side. <laughs> yeah, you your guys won't even let them around. It's just like there's, there's flags around here. You ultras will always be ultras, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> when you almost get kicked out of Dallas, beer shower. They don't get it. Of course. Yeah. They don't understand yeah. it. They literally, well, like, all the securities flanked us. What is going on? Blah, blah, blah. We're like, yeah. oh, we're celebrating. There's kids, blah, blah, blah. Like, we get it. <laughs> we had one issue where uh, fans up top. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, they started throwing, throwing shit at us. Uh-huh. Security, heartbeat. Ran down, checked on us first. Mm-hmm. Ran up there. Didn't, not a peep from there. Yo. Jim, you're really you high hear on that security, you, you hear that you're, Apex? Yeah, you yeah, were talking about them. You were talking about security on the on our on our leaders chat right after or during the yeah. game which is like jimmy's it, on it it's just like how responsive they were and how yeah. they, they wanted to make sure everyone was well, just, just like with us how people are asking us like we're always growing we're the new guys yeah, yeah. granted we have years of experience between the ba and d9 um we can always learn the day you stop learning is the day that you're you close your mind yeah. so i'm always watching just like when it's dortmund I went in like I went to school. Yeah. I sat there and I observed everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was watching the yellow wall and the fans more than the actual game. Yep. I don't uh, even remember the game. Yeah. Just stadium optics and everything. Mm-hmm. And it was just, we we learned, we brought it back. And just like with them, when we do have a security meeting, I'm going to tell them, hey, their fa- their response time was less than a minute. And they Incredible. were on it. Incredible. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're, the way their they're security treated us as away supporters, mm-hmm. very respectful. Mm-hmm. And they were up front. And um, I'll tell you the truth. Um, I'm going to be going to Dallas every year because my brother lives out there. Mm. And their head security was just like, Are you, will you be here next year? And I was like, I'm coming every year because I have family here. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, let's exchange numbers and we can work on a plan. So Sick. that tells you right there wow. when their security yeah. wants to meet yeah. with a supporter the day before. It's the Southern hospitality. No, yeah, it's, <laughs> something, it's something we have to learn. Yeah. yeah, Like our security, it's like, don't treat it as a job. Like granted, it is your job, but you are in charge of a lot of people. Protect yeah. these people. Because you can fuck it up for us. Yeah, right. Yeah, that was, I mean, speaking of Southern Hospitality, the thing that I fell in love with when I went to go watch Atlanta was, like, that tailgate, how mm-hmm. open they were to just let anyone in, you know? Yeah. Or it's because it was LAFC and there were only, like, 12 of, <laughs> 12 of us that that match. But, um, yeah, like, I I wait for the, the tailgate when a big group that we don't hate comes through and we have a big-ass party with, like, other supporters. Yeah, and them. it can happen. Yeah. Just... Don't be a Galaxy supporter. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Healthy rivalries are the best. Yeah. I, I honestly want the Galaxy to work together. I want them to be better. Um, I want their FO to step it up, mm-hmm. help their supporters. Yeah. That way, when they come to us, we go to them. It's an awesome, healthy rivalry, mm-hmm. where like you have in Europe, exactly. where it's just like back and forth, back and forth. It's I it's, love that. It makes it I beautiful. That. Yeah, it definitely. Exactly. No, it I, makes I, it real. The fav- my favorite thing about like black and gold away days is that I feel like wherever we go we are putting a fire under not just the supporters asses but even the players you know what I mean like to me like we woke up San Jose legit right yeah Yeah, New York also yeah New York like all that like we we go around and we just wake people up like hey like hey supporters you guys deserve more and if you guys fight for it this is what you could have you know what I mean players Probably just from the fucking misery of us yelling at them the whole fucking ninety minutes. They they want to step it up, but yeah, yeah man, that's it. The biggest improvement in the thirty two fifty two, like taking it back to the secret sauce, from season one to season two, is 
it, the dissolving of the lines of supporters groups and everyone becoming the 3252. Mm, yeah. It's, and it doesn't get solidified more than away days. That's what you, yeah. Oh, yeah. you forget about I'm not I'm enemy a territory. I'm, I'm a tiger. I'm a Cuervo. I'm yeah. this. Yeah. We're 3252. Away and days. That's, that's how they see it. That's yeah. where you mold. That's it, where you exactly. bond with friendships. Yeah, because so at an away day, you're always going to have a million D9 dudes there mm-hmm. and, and women, for sure. And then you'll have pockets from other groups. Yeah. And then from there, Everybody goes together. Yeah. Like, we've yeah. been creating the WhatsApp channel. It's like, oh, you're going? Yeah. Okay. Go in here. We'll meet here. We'll do this and that way. You're not alone. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, some people traveled alone, mm-hmm. met up with us, and they're like, this is amazing. This yeah. is awesome. Like, Lucky Boys had a family that lives in Kansas City, mm-hmm. drove down for the match. We all met up awesome. at some brand new bar, and that bar actually wants to host LAC away watch parties in Dallas because there's quite a few LAC fans that uh, reside in Texas. Yeah, oh, watching, wow. watching the game, you could see a lot yeah. of random jerseys. People, a lot of people standing beside the field. Yeah, yeah I did see that. A lot they of sort them, of stick out because everything's oh, red yeah. in that stadium besides yeah. like the black jerseys. Yeah, definitely. A lot of them have moved from L.A. Mm. Or they actually, this one family I met there at the bar, mm. I went up to him and was like, oh, hey, are you from L.A.? He's like, no, we actually live here. He's like, born and bred in Dallas. All my teams are Texas teams. But LAC, I was like, Tell me, how did you fall in love with it? He's Y-L-A-F-Z, like, Y L A F Z, right? Y L A F Z. That's the yeah. question. I was a little more poetic. No, no, that's Y L A F Z. That's hood shit, Rich. <laughs> I asked him, why did you fall in love with L A F Z? Because he was excited. It was him and his wife. Mm-hmm. Total Southern accent. Mm, it was awesome. Nice. Not even a, it was a Texas. Lovely. They had that Texas twang. Yeah. And I was like, why L A F Z? Like, why, why did you fall in love with the club? He's like, I saw the ESPN documentary. I saw how real it was. Mm. And he's like, that's my team. He's like, I love them. So this is his first match watching them. And wow. uh, we yeah, exchange information. Away days are the best days because you connect with people you never probably would ever. Mm-hmm. And, and you just create these lifelong memories. Yeah. And you're going to look back, like when we talk about Seattle. Yeah, exactly. You look back and just like, oh my God, that was amazing. That was an amazing. And then we look back in New York and yeah. it's like, oh, I know you hated it, but... I laugh every time I see the video of your phone dropping. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Me Shout too. out Sujin. Oh Sujin was drunk the whole weekend. Me too. Yeah. But I mean, oh, just, man. Uh, yeah, I'm a piece of shit in New York. <laughs> can, can we can we just touch on one more subject that I wanted to touch on? Touch on that. Please touch. <laughs> um, it's been a couple weeks since um, the uh, association night between LA Gal and, uh, and LAFC front offices. And... Um, Carson. <coughs> Carson, 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 and um, and Jimmy just talked about just kind of having we we want positive support for both ends, being able to shout back and forth to each other, and like it's been a couple of weeks we haven't really touched on it, and I want to talk about like what 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 unfolded and what like what that means for LA football culture. People are like really really down on what the rivalry looks like after what happened, but yeah. it's like it happened to I think a place that wasn't ready to to host those to kind of supporters like. The MC they had was a cornball who like really <laughs> didn't understand what the hell was going on. It wasn't wilding out or something. This is amazing. <laughs> Keep yelling at each other's truth. faces, yeah, guys. Yeah, the honest out. truth is, Rich and Pat spoke to them prior. I spoke to them in person. Mauricio was there in the conversation. Yeah. We said they're gonna bust people in. We're bringing a lot of people. I told them, you know how how much thirty fifty two travels, especially yeah. in LA. And like, oh, we're excited for that. We're gonna bring so many people. <laughs> and then I was like, but. Carson is going to bust people in. You're going to have a lot of people there. Make sure you have exit security. Yeah. I was like, mark my words. They did not. And they, no, eight they were literally very like, no, no, we if got that. this, we got It'll this. It'll be fine. Cool yeah. dudes. I, yeah. I respect them. Yeah, but yeah. in this, I don't know if they were saving money or they're like, no, we got this, we got the respect because we're, we're our location. It was a shit show waiting to happen. Yeah. yeah. And it happened. Yeah. And they, they are solely to blame. Yeah. yeah. But it was fucking awesome. 
It was. <laughs> it was, was, was. I like you could say what you want about it. If you weren't there and you're talking shit about it on Reddit, fuck you. That shit was so much fun. Like just I yelling. Will, yeah. I sure. mean, just for just sure, the atmosphere sure, sure. in there. No. But what? and because of the fact that the end of it, nobody really got hurt. No. Nobody got fucked no. up. Nobody, nobody got a bottle got cracked over their head. It was just a lot of you know. It was like basketball fighting. A lot of motherfuckers just pushing <laughs> each other around. Nobody yeah, really yeah, throwing. Minus Meta World Peace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shout out Nick's legend, Meta World Peace. Well, what's a okay. Nick? In all honesty, uh, a Knickerbocker. A Knickerbocker is the a guy pair of fancy pants, pants that pants. they wore to your. <laughs> <laughs> Those pants do. Yeah. So the Knicks are basically yeah. the sisterhood of traveling yeah. pants. Yeah, wow. There you go. And you're proud of that? Yeah, we're so proud. Yeah, yeah, sisterhood. No, we hate ourselves, but we're very proud of it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You have baseball. Yeah. Fuck you. I love <laughs> Fuck New York. <laughs> and on that note, we're going to take our first break for pee-pee time. Break time. BRB, motherfuckers. <laughs> we're back here with FCFC Pod. We're here with Jimmy and Mo of the 3252. And, um... Sue convinced all the Tigers' leadership to pay for um, penis confetti to arrive at your doorstep. How, what was that like opening that box up, <laughs> man? I got a clear package, and I, I, I was like, <laughs> I was like, no, okay, it was a, it wasn't a clear package. It was a white box. Oh my god! And then inside had a, uh, it, it was labeled for some. I don't even know what the company was. Something off the wall, and I was like the fuck did I order? <laughs> and then I open it and it's in um, like an, an aluminum package. So what the fuck is this? And it's one of those male ones where you have to like rip open. <laughs> so I rip it open all this dick confetti pops out at me. Yeah. And it's literally little penises. <laughs> all these rainbow I, I saved it. I still have it. I'm waiting for the day to throw it at Sujin. <laughs> Legit. It's coming for you soon. If she ever gets in Sujin if you're ever near me in the North End that confetti's gonna come out of my pocket into your head. <laughs> and I open it and I'm like is this and i see penis gummies right away oh. i literally said out loud fucking tigers <laughs> <laughs> and then i put it in the leadership chat i was like hey uh so i got my package right away i was like yeah <laughs> i can feel her typing like yeah, yeah, yeah. Of excitement she was so nobody funny. loves dicks more than jimmy bro if you know any, if you know our president he loves dicks i don't eat them i don't play with them but I appreciate their funny concept. Penis humor. Yeah. <laughs> Dick talk. Jimmy has to clear that up real quick. Nothing's anything wrong with that. Yeah, it's it's, right, not, it's right. not my cup of tea. Cup, of, cup tea. of dicks. Mm. That's for the next segment. But for now, we're still just drinking Topo Chico. For, yep. Yeah, shout out to our sponsor, Topo Chico. Hey, hey. and Hennessy. Hennessy. Yeah. And the Van Dulce truck. Yeah. Uh, which wasn't our local truck, but somewhere. Oh, back, back. I, I live in a. Very um, highly Hispanic population. And a crime? <laughs> no, I, live, I actually live in La Habra. We're, oh, okay. the, we're the last city in Orange County closest to LA. We touch LA. Okay. So uh, we have a lot of Mexican bakeries, and I stopped by, and I was like, oh, I want to bring some pan dulces, and you're always talking about pan dulce truck. Yeah. I haven't heard it. I'm very disappointed. Yeah. This is I'm weird. This is the longest we've gone without hearing it. You know what? Because they know I brought it. Yeah, they're like, fuck. Yeah. They're like, like, I brought the imported shit. <laughs> <laughs> they're provided for. It's good. Fucking hell, man. Um, can hey. we... We, we just kind of want to talk to you guys about what it feels like. I mean, you guys had your SG alliances before you got in, and now you are firmly cemented as president and vice president of 3052. 
what that looks like in terms of your your everyday shit because I know this shit is everyday and um, yeah. kind of how that's changed your relationship with with um, with your own SGs maybe and even how um, you kind of choose to regulate the North End in a lot of ways. Let me start really quick. I want to say, first I want to start with a huge thank you to everybody that voted, yeah. uh, everybody that believed in the vision. Um, and not, it was not it was not me versus Rafa or anything like that. It was just um, the time and place and it worked out. Um, Rafa's doing an amazing job Lucky with the away it. travel. Yeah, and it's up. a headache, especially these West Coast games. Oh my God. Rafa, Rafa, I am beyond sorry. I know what you're going through. We love you, Rafa. I would never want that job. I'm glad it's you, not me, because, damn, those ticket allotments, yeah. all those messages, yeah. that, that's terrible. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I am, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm apologizing for everybody sending these stupid questions. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry for every person who books a flight without a ticket. And My bad, Rafa, damn. Um, yeah, so Rafa, yeah. what's your script when people... Uh, yeah, <laughs> and, no, it's just... And a huge shout-out to every single director out there. Uh, Monty with the merch, yes, Myra with the treasure, oh, yeah. being just finances in general. Um, Lindsay killing it with merchandise. Yep. Yeah. Mark, our marketing, you're stepping it up. Some more stuff coming out. Like yeah, Mark, Mark's the wizard. Yeah. Mark's Mark the wizard. The wizard. He, he's uh, he's clever mm-hmm. yeah. and he's educated. Yeah. If it was me, it'd be fucking nothing but fucking. Um, <laughs> Eggplant emojis. <laughs> Those would sell, though. Oh, yeah. Christian with uh, bringing in the community aspect. Yeah. Stepping, stepping up our game. Christian that is amazing. Job. Everybody's killing uh, it right there, Everybody's very level-headed. And we have uh, Ray killing it with the TIFO game. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Ray. I, I love seeing Ray when he's in his element. He's just, like, running up and down. And at this last game, the woman's match, I was like, Ray, you cool? He's like, I fucking got this, man. I'm Ray Mysterio, man. <laughs> He was running up and down directing people, and it, it's flawless. And just seeing him work mm-hmm. and the, the the love he has for it, it's, it's fucking awesome. It's a magician. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. And then Julio Chiquilin, what you're doing, organizing everything. Favorite grizzly bears. The sweetest guys, but don't fuck with them. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Just <laughs> everybody out there. Austin, don't forget Austin. Austin, Austin, hey, Austin with the tailgates. Bro. Austin's a man. Yeah. 23-year-old kid looks like a fucking pale gusher, but man. <laughs> yes! But he's awesome. Austin. He's awesome. Oh, um, Austin invited me to a country music festival, and I was like, hard pass on that. <laughs> <laughs> he, he loves it. He, he loves legit. country shit, bro. He is legit. He owns that. All the capos, like all the yeah, shit man. you guys do. There's a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff that Nobody's all of us do as leaders of our SGs, yep. directors, yeah. capos, everything. So much work that goes into it. It's... It's insane. People don't understand. It's free. We do this for free. I, I, I'm just saying, every yeah. time there's a mic in front of me, I'm going to tell everybody, we do this for free because we love it. Yes, sir. And we love the community, the culture we wanted to spread throughout the United States. And yes. a huge thank you to Mo. You make oh, my job so much easier. Hey. I go to bed talking to Mo. I wake up talking to Mo. <laughs> I, I'm nonstop. Anything, we would just back and forth, back and forth. That's why, like, I, I swear, like, Cassie and Anna, they're like, without them, this wouldn't work because yeah. they're understanding yeah. and they get along really well. If they didn't get along, we probably wouldn't be able to get together no. as much as mm, we do. At all. Yeah, no. and uh, Mo, like your your brain, your passion, everything you, you bring forward inspires me and I, I appreciate you. Thank you for everything you do because without, I, I can't see another vice president to run with. Like this is just, it's, it's a match made in heaven. We both have an understanding. We have different backgrounds, 
Yeah. But we have the same image. You can't see them right now, but they're jerking each other off. <laughs> is it weird that I have a heart on? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I caught Chubbs halfway through the sentence. Give me a minute. She wasn't even right talking right. about me when my butthole started tingling. Bro, we were in that um, the boxing gym um, near the stadium, and uh, I remember most most speech was like fucking Coach Carter motherfucker. Right? <laughs> yeah. Was straight up, my, my dad gave me my balls in my club, and that's, yep. that's, that's what I passed yes. on. Yes. But all that's from the heart. Like I said, everything. Yeah, man. I don't always make sense, but it's always from the heart. But like Jimmy was saying, this thing sometimes is hard. It puts a strain on our relationships. It puts our jobs on hold. It puts all this other stuff on hold. People messages every day. We we try and answer every message. Every message is important. Believe me, we don't blow anyone off. Every message we get, we try and get back to it in a timely manner. We try to answer it. and But sometimes it's hard. I mean, we, we try and talk to everybody, try to give everyone their minute. They want their time with us. And it's hard, but we try. We're out there. We're out there trying to help you guys and trying to help every supporter group, everybody. Because then it's hard. we got to detach ourselves from our own supporter group. Mm. I mean, I love uh, District 9 with all my heart. Jimmy loves oh, BA. One day. Yeah, we th- Jimmy loves BA with all his heart, too. But sometimes we have to make decisions and we got to do things for the betterment of the 3252. And that's sometimes one of the hardest things to do because all my guys might not agree with the decision I make. Mm. But I made a... I made a promise to everyone in 3252. I made a promise to everyone who's, who goes to the bank, who is a 3252 member, that I will do what's best for the 3252, always. And Jimmy does too. I have all the faith in Jimmy. Like he was saying, I can't see myself running with anybody else but Jimmy. I mean, uh, he's the guy. I, I can't see myself next to anybody else. I mean, he's, uh, he's my Obama. <laughs> I mean, what do you guys, you know, we know that there's a lot of supporters who listen to this podcast. There's probably a lot of people who kind of on the outside of supporter culture looking in, trying to take an interest. Like, what you just brought up, how, like, you know, the 3252 has sort of now superseded a lot of previous, you know, previously held uh, preferences or things or, or priorities, you could say. Uh, when I first started writing about supporter culture a few years ago, it was pretty clear to me that people were kind of with their clique and with their crew and they were sort of like, there was there was definitely sometimes palpable tension, sometimes just, you know, a, a little bit of a gap, right? Like a, a gulf between people. Here in season two, that a lot of that's washed away and there, and like Tim, Slim was saying in the last segment, there's been a lot of like permeability between like the groups and everything. Um, what is What are like the biggest challenges, you know, for you guys currently, in terms of like the cohesive part of it and in terms of like, you know, different groups have different cultural backgrounds, right? And different preferences and ideas for what support looks like. Can, is there any like windows you guys can give, <coughs> give to people and like how you two work together to solve those? Is it just a matter of like spending more and more hours on those group chats together, like meeting up sometimes when you have to or like, yeah, like, like school us a little bit on, on you know, some, some of those challenges. I think it's the meeting part. I think it's us meeting each other. It's actually talking to someone on the other side. As in, for me, I make an effort to talk to every supporter group. I mean, I tell our guys in our supporter group, talk to everybody, man. Because we get in these little, uh, like Slim was saying, it's our own little bubbles. We got to get outside that bubble. And that's, yeah. the, that's the one thing that every group has made an effort with these mutual watch parties and things like that. Sometimes you may be a tiger, but you never may hang out with uh, someone from the crew. Because yeah. you, you never see them. Or maybe a tiger may never hang out with an ultra because we sit on different sides. Mm. When you're at a watch party or things like that or any event, we talk. We get to know each other. The face-to-face. Uh, exchanging stories. Not always about football. It's just, hey, my name is Maurice. Hey, I'm Sam. Hey, we get to talk to each other as people. And then we get to know each other. And then it makes it easier 
when we sit in the North End and we chant together, we sing together, yeah. we learn about each other, we um, we live together, we share a beer, we share food, we share a taco, we share this, we share stories. It's just getting to know each other. I think that's one of the things we've been doing late this season yeah. is getting to know each other now. First season, everything was brand new. We were getting to know the 3252. Now we're getting to know each other. Mm. And that's one of the things we're doing now. This segment's and, so fuzzy. And then jumping into, <laughs> as Ray would say, piggybacking. piggybacking. Hey, touch on that. Touch on that. Why are you piggybacking? We, um, <laughs> these joint watch parties fall into the category of away days because you let's say a newer BA member doesn't know somebody from the crew, the Expos, Equitables, D9, Tigers, um, and or the Luckies and whatnot. They see each other at away matches, familiar face. It's like, oh, we, we shared a beer. Mm-hmm. And you get to hang out. You have that that bond. Just like a lot of the Luckies like, stepped up um, in Dallas, D9. There's an Empire Boy out there. Mm-hmm. Um, some Expos, they're, they're an older family, and they were, everybody was there. Everybody brought it. Um, and it's faces that you see at these watch parties, and you, yeah. you, you're there together, and just having that interaction at home makes it easier to interact away, mm, and right. it just ties in together. And I guess one of our challenges this season that we are dealing with is a lot of smaller groups popping up, wanting to be official at 1352. Mm-hmm. Um, we pretty much tell them what Dortmund told us: don't run, walk, take your time. Once. Once you learn the process, once you learn the culture of holding, like a lot of people are brand new to the sport. It's not the sport to support a culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people are, or a lot of groups, the smaller groups, nothing against that, but they're buying scars, making pens, and they're like, oh, we're 3252. It takes a lot of work. So we have a process on weeding out these groups that um, if you do your time and you go through the right channels, you will be an official 3252 SG. What is, what is that process? Like, say it's if a secret. I, say I can't if I, tell you. Sorry. It's a oh, right. We'd have to kill you. Wait, if you have to leave the room because <laughs> you're an Arsenal supporter. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's not that hard. If, just I, started the, if I started the Dwee's uh, tea, tea Club. I join it. I love it. I join it. I love I'm excited for the end of this. Yeah, I'm not rushing. All right, guys, I'm not trying to compete against the 3252 here, all right? I'm not trying to dissolve that. No, but, like, if I did, you know, what would I have to... What would be, like, the steps that I would go through in order to try to become an official group? Get involved. Step one. Make make the SGs know that you're there. Um, go to a fly painting. Uh, yeah. Go to games. Like, chat. Support. Be an active supporter is phase one. Mm-hmm. Um, make your own flags. Show up when we need you. We as in the 1352. Yeah. Um, Come out to the tailgate. Hang out. Yeah. Let us see your face. Um, yeah. Hang out there with us. Like uh, Jimmy was saying, uh, come on, paint. We have an activity. There's a community event. Come out and help in the community event. Uh, clean up the beach, uh, feed the homeless, uh, you know, we uh, collect toiletries, we help out the autism walks and things like that. Come out to yeah. those events. Mm. So you're don't telling just, me that Instagram c- isn't enough? No, no Instagram no. is not enough. Are you guys telling me that Twitter is not enough? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> so I gotta go in person? You gotta go. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Like you gotta stronger than the, than the bank security is straight up like our 3252 leadership. They, they will know your face if you've been to, to a well, let's, we let's be honest. It was a lot easier to pick out a tiger when we first started. <laughs> they knew when the fuck, and the when the fuck were. we weren't there. Yeah, we're and the tigers are more. multicultural now. Yeah. Yeah. I know. 
Oh my I mean, God, Mexican Salvadorian we Tigers had to, ad. We go. had to start recruiting for the fucking supporters yeah, club. Guys, at, <laughs> at the supporters club. The I first saw all the ringers. I was like, this can't be. Shut out nah, there. Nah, nah, I saw nah, ringers. Nah. I was like, there's no way they're playing supporter. Bro. Those <laughs> are Tigers. Those are Tigres. <laughs> they're all Tigres. Korean speaking. Everyone who played for us at the supporter cup. Has a has a K Town area code. Yes. Doesn't election. mean they're a tiger. Doesn't mean they're oh, tiger. Oh, they are. No, they are. <laughs> <laughs> we signed them up. I bro. have PA <laughs> dudes that live in, in Koreatown. They go to your watch. Stop defeating my point. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So so step one is so get active. I yes. gotta get active in person. I'm doing my thing. What's step two? Get get people to roll with me to these active things and show that there's a unit of active numbers. People. Get get people uh, a good number. Uh, get uh, officially you need fish, 50, fifty registered thirteen fifty two members under your SG, and they have to be bringing it. You can't just be having fifty people sign up. That's like your uncles and aunts and whatnot. You have to show your numbers in the stands. You have to show your numbers at these events. You got you got to show your growth and you got to show it's longevity is what it comes mm-hmm. down to. Is it a longevity as in also like a physical amount of time it's a process like, oh definitely it's a like process. does 26 months have to pass close of 50 members before or something you know yeah no, we, you, we, you, we, you have we, those we two years to get to that 50. yeah we yeah. see that commitment because it's easy to say hey you got six months it's easy to do something for six months and then boom we're supporter group done to be honest you could have 20 members but you need only like eight to ten people that are down with the shits to show up all the time to, to hold it down for the, the, the other 10 that aren't showing up. Yeah, you don't need the full 50 at each yeah. event. Yeah. You, you need the representation. Just like, look, look at look at the Tigers. Look at um, the crew. Yeah, Last yeah. season, oh shit, look at, yeah. look at Lucky's a few years ago. Yeah. LAO Lucky's, even. Like, We're small. Yeah, LAO. They, um, as each year comes by, people get, get, get your vibe and they're like, you know what, I can associate with that group. I want to hang out with them. Um, and it's going to happen. That's why we give you that a lot of time to get people to know you and want to be with you. We're all in the stands together, so that doesn't matter. Yeah. But wanting to wave a flag under a certain group, that's what takes time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, shout out to you guys. I mean, you guys are struggling to grow. Look at this season. Yeah. It's, you guys are already scarves like crazy. Yeah. yeah. We, honestly, in the, the first few council meetings, when it, we started talking about, yeah. like, we have to get to that 50, I was stressing. Yeah. And then yeah. You, we, we spoke about it. Yeah. Messaged yeah. me, and I was like, I know that we keep saying we need numbers, blah, blah, blah. It's not against you guys. Because I felt like you guys think we're directing it at you. I had to clarify. It's because we not. have the numbers. Yeah. <laughs> but now you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. But it's, it's funny. The, the conversation Jimmy had with you guys last season is the conversation I'm having right now with Armada. Mm. It's the same thing I'm telling you. Is that uh, these guys, I mean, not to single them out because they're great guys. Yeah. But they're, they're, and, they're, girls, they're, and girls. And girls. And girls. And they're, they're there. They're very good. And they travel, but too. They travel yeah. and they do well. Hey, but it's to make it what's organic to them. Make make your group what's organic to you. In other words, don't come up with a concept and just think, oh, I'm come up with a concept. This is who we are. We're such and such. I said, we're the tea drinkers. All we do is drink tea. Mm. And they <laughs> say, Sign me up. <laughs> it can't be just about that. Yeah, it can't yeah. be something Aww. cliche, something like that. You know what? We're supporters who happen to drink tea. Mm. Yeah. Something like that. And then learn the culture of football. That doesn't mean go watch Green Street Hooligans or The Firm. That means learning the culture, what it is. You know, don't be afraid to Google. Look, we're not asking for people who were here from day one because that is past. Mm-hmm. The future is now. Yeah. We want you guys to be committed now to bring what you bring. Bring what's exclusive and what's unique about you and real about you. You know, make that your supporter group, not just a catchy name 
you know, a, a, a catchy shirt or a catchy hat or whatever, something that makes you stand out because you want to stand out. No, make your actions stand out for you. Make your members stand out for you. When I see you, I know who you are. Look, think about Jimmy, myself, Sam, and Josh. We don't need to wear shirts to say what supporter group we're on. Mm. I look at Sam, I know he's a tiger. I Not because you're Korean. <laughs> because you're Korean. <laughs> but we know you guys are tigers. Yeah. I don't have to wear a shirt to people know that I'm from District 9 Ultras. Yep. Jimmy doesn't need a shirt to say he's from BA. Oh, people know. I love my best. <laughs> I love it. You know why? There's a lot of pockets. Yeah. I can just do a couple chico on one side. everywhere. Um... So cough drops on this side, hey. and then you're set. I stopped wearing my black uh, denim jacket because Jimmy would wear it to all the. Oh yeah, Jimmy wears it like, no better than anybody. This yeah. is like I wear. Not- it's my. It's my. What I wear. It, it's my comfort. It makes yeah, me comfortable in in the stands. I, I look better it, with it than I do. So fuck that. Fuck. I'm I mean, I can't rock Birkenstocks like you. Hey, <laughs> hey, shout, shout out Birkenstock. Yeah, shout out Birkenstock. Yo, why do you guys both have socks on with your Birkins? Because they're gonna start shouting. You guys are disgusting. They're the new Silver Lake SG. They're gonna go 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 watch Arsenal games and bump some Morrissey. Oh my god. They're gonna go to the Red Lion Tavern. But uh, I don't even. Okay. (laughs) 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 I don't want to get dragged into this. Um, No, but let's let's round this out. Let's round this out. Uh, I've got my, you know, I've got my thing. Got my group. I've been there for a while. We did our thing. At that point, like, what's is 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 the third step? Like, does the council take a vote on like whether well, these people are like, have, legit enough by after they've crossed all things, or like what what? Happens? Yes, that's the end game. So what you do is like you like we have Inland Element, LAO, uh, these groups that are bigger that are coming in that are trying to be legit. They are legit in our yeah. eyes. They're legit, mm-hmm. but we have a process just to weed out the ones that like say like we're talking about a smaller group that is in a thirty two fifty two. If they drop their numbers and can't grow, after a while, you're going to have to go away. And then build up to come back in. Because yeah. you have to stick... Promotion and relegation. Before yeah. MLS, Literally, we got Before it. MLS, so, we're on this shit. Mm-hmm. Moving forward, we got yeah. this. Um, we're progressive. So we open up a window, and it's a time frame. You submit, okay, this is RSG. We have X amount of numbers. We want to, we're, we want to be part of the 32. So once you... We, we document that. We vote, okay... We've seen them. They're relevant. Okay, let's watch them for X amount of time. Yeah. And then from there, uh, once the time passes, if they don't, if there's no uh, violations with our bylaws, then we then we bring it to the council and be like, okay, anybody opposed to this? Why or whatnot? Mm-hmm. And then we pass the vote, and then they're in. Yeah. And, and I think from even like council meetings that we've all been part of, like like what Jimmy and Mo do as as part of the kind of the the directors here. They look into every single SG, look into every single member, and really, if you're a new new group, like they really take the time to make sure, like, first your your heart's in the right place in terms of why you're supporting in the first place, and if this is gonna help the 352. Like, it's not just a pure like calculated numbers game. Like, we talk about this for freaking hours, guys. Yeah. <laughs> to see like if and if Friday nights. Yeah. And Friday shitty nights. pizza. Yeah. And shitty. <laughs> it does <laughs> suck, but those cinnamons are pretty fucking those good. Yeah. yeah. You eat the pizza to get to the cinnamons. <laughs> yeah, I'm still mad they haven't brought us up with Chico. What the fuck is that? <laughs> no, no, they they barely have pod. enough regular oh. water for us. No, <laughs> no seriously. Th- this whole idea of like governance and, yeah. like, and some some of the things we just touched on. I know that that's just like one. You know, that's creating cool. a group and get, trying to become a legitimate group is only Finding one. Identity is a big thing. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's only one thing. But but what's interesting is like, you know, I recently wrote Jimmy. You let me interview you for that Jump for LA Football Club story, and people are, you know, from the outside, right? From people who the casual listeners and people who aren't <coughs> super familiar with supporter culture or, or new to it, 
it always does seem like, oh yeah, that's all just like happening. Like yeah. it's all just sort of, it just does its own thing. And like, it's, it's, it, the amount of organization and the amount of behind the scenes, I'm not just talking about hard work and waking up early and yeah. going and paying facts. I'm yeah. talking about like legitimate structures in place and like full on governance and like yeah. a council and like votes and like, you know, a process for things so that, you know, nothing ever gets to the point where it's just like one person or one group. Oh no, never. Like, oh no. We are a legal charge, nonprofit. Right? Yeah. Um, and we have to go by our bylaws. And with everything, we make it a council decision. Mauricio and I will go to uh, meetings and we'll filter out some stuff. We'll bring it. We, we cannot make any decisions. Unless the council does. Yeah, exactly. It's very Continental Congress how we do things. Right. You, yeah. it's, it's almost like Philadelphia 1776 the way we do things sometimes. It's You don't want to see how the sausage is made sometimes because it's ugly sometimes. Yeah. But in the end, we get a good product. I miss the Google Hangouts meetings. Those go up so much better. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's straight to bit, straight to. And the I get to look all cute and hit my bong in so, my room. So, so for the <laughs> <laughs> sponsor the pod. What so, are like, for example, uh, like oh, yeah, we have, the I, I, we we are talking to two groups right now that yeah. are um, that we have the south end. They're trying to build. We're educating them and showing them this is how you do it. We don't want a counter SG on the south no. because it's going to be counterproductive. We're not going to have two chants going back and forth yeah. that aren't <coughs> copacetic. So we are working with them on how we can make it work for the entire stadium. We want it organic. Exactly. We don't want it just to happen because you got a scarf and a pin. We want it to happen because it gradually happens around the stadium and then we work as one unit. Long term. Long term. Yes, definitely. Not, no, we, we, like we said, we don't want to run. We want to walk. We want to do it the right way and see what is best for the at this point it's not the 32 it's the stadium yeah. anyone but, can but do what about quick. like you know what about me i'm like i want my tea and all this i like, think you, know, you should do what about the people who are yeah. what do you tell those people who are like a little bit impatient and who want to tell them you got to go through Shut the, the process fuck up. we all did it we all did it uh-huh. you, nobody's special we're all no. the same we're all for one in all honesty yeah. um in the council meetings if we don't like something we vote on it mm-hmm. and if you're if you're outvoted it sucks, but whatever. And, you, on, and honestly, the process is where you find out if someone is really legitimate about this. Oh, yeah. Because anyone can hang out for a couple months and do something for a little bit, and then boom, okay, now, now I'm official. But if it costs you something, if it's hard work, and there's some perseverance, there's obstacles, and you overcome those obstacles, it shows us that you really have the passion for the sport, for uh, the culture, for what we're doing here in Los Angeles. Not just, I want to be on TV, it's all about the gram, uh, I want to sell scarves, I want to sell pins, I want to sell my shirt, I want to be on TV, I want to be interviewed, I want to be this. No, it's about what we bring to the stadium and the atmosphere and what, for me, like I said, for me, it brings back that to my family, is seeing my mom, my aunts, and everyone cheer on those sidelines at Balboa Park when it was just six ladies sitting there chanting their asses off for 90 minutes. No one's watching them. No one took pictures of them. No one knew they chanted. No one knew they cheered. But you know what? Those dudes on the field who were playing their asses off, who work Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, at shit jobs, come here and can pretend to be a footballer for 90 minutes and have these women chant and cheer for them. And like, wow, that looks awesome. And I would always look and I see my mom. My mom can't move as fast as she could. And, you know, she's a little older now. She still loves her a little bit. But I can still picture her there just bam, bam. And, she, and people would laugh at my mom. They'd laugh at my aunts because, oh, look at those crazy Mexicans. Oh, they're just chanting and cheering because it was different. Mm-hmm. But they did it because they had passion. They believed it. And they knew about the culture. And 
at first it was just six ladies, then it was twelve, hey. then it was forty, then all of a sudden, next thing we knew, we had a whole banda there of una banda loca, mm-hmm. just like when we have a D nine U. Ain't stronger than a supportive woman. Exactly, and then there was women, there was children, there was drums, there was smoke. Like holy shit, where did this come from? And that's how it grows, and that's how we want these groups to grow. Organic, organic. Yeah. Let it happen. Don't, don't, don't say, "Oh, I got a shirt. Buy my shirt. Buy this. Buy that." No, no. See my passion. See that I'm selling you my passion. I'm selling you my commitment to this team, to my club, to my city, and to the 3252. That's all we want to see. Because look, I don't look for the camera. Believe me, I know Jimmy doesn't look for the camera. And these two guys don't look for the camera. We don't. I purposely stay away from it See? because I don't want to be on camera. I don't want to be face. interviewed. Oh, this is Jim Hill last week. <laughs> but I don't do that on purpose because I want it to be about passion in the club. I purposely don't look for autographs. I don't go to the front. Hey, Latif, touch my hand. Shit, mm-hmm. no, fuck yeah. that. I don't care. You know what it means to everything to me? Is when I get that look as Carlos Velas comes by and he gives the look, he goes, a little look. He knows. Oh, yeah. Thank you. He's yeah. the hot girl. He doesn't have to come. Yeah, he's the hot girl. He doesn't have to come over and shake my hand. The little look, look at point me. means everything because you know that you touch that club and they know we're there. Yeah. It's oh, definitely yeah. it's the little things like that yeah. that that really matter. It's the things we're gonna take to the grave. Yeah. Like when, um, like you said, we don't look for the camera, yeah. but in the positions we are, we are gonna get the interviews yeah. and whatnot. One because it's we're, we are the president and vice president. It's part of our job. Yeah. Literally, it's in the bylaws. It's like you're gonna be representing the thirty-two yeah. with the media and whatnot. And um, we are beyond neutral, and we are understanding. We haven't had much pushback from people or smaller groups that are like, hey, we want to be this and that. As soon as we sit down and talk to them, be like, this is how things are. This is where we are and why we are. And they're like, I didn't know. Thank you for letting me know. And they're waiting their turn. Like, Mm -hmm. um, There's a veterans group forming, not an SG. They wanted to be an SG, and then I said, we're we're trying to be all-inclusive. I was like, you're going to... You can't pull at veterans that are in other SGs to yeah. yours. And he's like, you know what? I want to be the vets of LAFC. Yeah. I don't know the exact title, but that's where the, the conversation yeah, is going. Very understanding. Awesome dude. Yeah. Loves yeah. the club. Yeah. Loves the third team. Really good guy. Learning the culture. And he wants somewhere where vets can gather. Instead of a, a, a hall, why not in the North End? Mm-hmm. And then they can have a beer together. They can chat and have a good time. Um, so, so that that's... So, so yeah, so there's an option. So... For those who also want to start their own tea-related supporter organizations of different <laughs> kinds, you know, it, it sounds like two things. One is, like, rest assured, there is a route in for people who aren't currently, Definitely. you know, there is a route. Mm-hmm. It, you yeah. have to do your thing and follow the due diligence. It's not an easy route, it. but it's not an easy route. route. There's a route in. It's not impossible to do that. And then two is, like, in some circumstances, you might not need a legitimate, you know, 3252 yeah. no. recognized I mean, official no. council SG. You might just want to have your crew and ha- make your scarves and make your pins exactly. and have fun. And some of you sit in the north end and some of you don't have season tickets and some of you sit in the south side. Some yeah. of you guys got boxes because you're rich. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> honestly, even with the Tigers, when we were in our probationary period, we saw how much time and effort goes into being an actual supporter. So there is a difference between a supporters group and a social group. Which is like, shout out to Long Beach Chrome, who are, who yeah. are awesome, you shout know out what to I mean? Michael. Yeah, they show up, they, 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 you know, they're with the culture, but they know, yeah, they know that they're, they, their people might not be able to put in as much time and effort into all the other extracurricular activities that the supporters do, so they're like, okay, we're just going to hold it down as a social group. Yeah. 
know. And there was a time during our probationary yeah. period when it was just me, Josh, me, Deech, um, Sue, and a couple other people holding everything together. Yeah. We were like, yo, are we going to be able to find members that are going to be with the shit to become a supporters group? Or should we should we just be, be a social group? You know, we had a period of time where we seriously contemplated that because when we were became part of the social uh, supporter group culture, we saw how much time and effort and just everything. Like I, I say it all the time on this pod, like I don't have a social life outside of this shit. My <laughs> friends don't call me unless it's like their kid's first birthday or they're getting married or some shit. Um, I think you and I were talking about that the other day and that we don't have a social life. My nope. friends that are not in the culture, visit me at work. That's the only way we'll connect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same here. I don't see my friends out at all with the friend, all my old baseball friends and the guys that from Florida neighborhood. I only see them if they come to a match mm-hmm. or they want tickets yeah. or, you know, but other than that, you guys are my family. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's actually true. Yeah. You guys yeah. are my family. You guys are all my friends. And on that, that, like, it's to me a badge of honor. I'm sure I can even speak for you yeah. on this. Just seeing, being the old, the veterans of, not like war vets, but the yeah. veterans of the North End. Yeah. Um, People call us the old goats and whatnot. I'm not offended by that. No. I, it's a badge of honor. Like we, um, I love seeing the new ones, the new mm. people. Yeah, my 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 favorite thing is seeing you guys as the tigers. Yeah. You guys are quiet. You were there and yeah. you were shy. Yeah. And you started coming. Now I look up, veins in your neck. We, <laughs> Deech, I don't know where getting fucking buff as fuck. I don't know what's going on with that. The shirt's just got a little tighter. You guys, <laughs> you guys are so cool. You have a sujin and a fake sujin. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Joyce, man. Joyce has really been Joyce holding awesome, it down man. for us. Yeah. Man. And she's got a great sense of humor. She yeah. put up with our yeah. shit. When we were in the hall, calling her. Oh yeah, she's a, she's a Joyce feisty. Is amazing. All, all the tiger, all the tigresses are a little feisty. Which, it's, you know, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful to see thing, though. Yeah. How you wanted to be part of the culture, you mm-hmm. you came to us and told us mm-hmm. it's not part of our culture as it's not in, in our DNA. In the, it, exactly. No, I remember yeah. you saying that? And yeah. you said we love it, we appreciate it. And I think Ray said, you guys got to fucking bring it. Yeah. And you guys stepped up to bat. You guys yeah. hit a fucking home run. Well, that's the thing with Koreans. We're very compliant. <laughs> you tell us what to do we'll be like oh okay I would like you to get uh, Max Barrows and myself uh, sponsored by Topo Chico please I mean we'll, we'll make we, it happen all right, you know I what believe it. I believe in the Birkenstocks I'm gonna so get fine we'll get you a sponsorship there before we, we get our own so you know, when I, when I really understood kind of what um, SG culture meant and I, this is the only thing I feel comfortable about speaking on behalf of our, our, our awesome guests here today was that we have a chat at the end of every match that says like did we bring it today? Yeah. Were we good? And then all, when it's good times, it's fucking awesome. We all fucking celebrate. Oh, yeah. But more often than not, it's like, we could have been better. Yeah. We yeah. could have been better. Mm-hmm. And that's how we how I judge my Tigers on how we brought it today. That's how I judge the entire North and how we brought it today. And that's that, that really became like my... my um, my The level of which I, which I really hope to bring for, for all the North End was like, did we bring the atmosphere today? And did we, did we enhance it? Did we elevate that shit? And sometimes it's not, and we, we get better every week. We that's that's, yeah. that's really, like, what we fucking pride ourselves on, man. And that's, Yo, that's what we talk about. That sounds like some Bob Bradley shit, though. Oh, oh fuck! After the, after the without ideas has nothing! Supporter culture without ideas yes, and yes. an occasional... Gotta get better. We can always have room to improve. Yeah. You know? Like, we I remember when they, yeah. when, they, when they slice teams up, they'll come out and like, yeah, this could have been faster. Yeah. That window could have been If you're not pursuing perfection, what the fuck are you pursuing? Exactly. Oh, shit. Let's yeah. Shout out to the Invincibles. Go. Arsenal nice. 2000. Hey, there's only one golden, there's only one golden Premier League trophy, all right, guys? Hey, hey, how many, how many, how many draws was that uh, Is that even real gold? doesn't matter. Perfect. No, it doesn't. Played Invincible. It. You I didn't lose. It's fucking spray paint. We're going to be back with Tea with Dweez. Tea with Dweez. Thank you.
back. Tea with Dweez. Tea time! You know what it is? Uh, tonight, we got ourselves a nice little green tea. Because Slim really enjoyed the green ones last time. And I gotta admit, man, I've been like screwing up this whole spring because this is the best time of year for Chinese green tea. Like, it's like fresh harvest. What the time. fuck have we been March doing, please? And I had right? all my green ones and I was just drinking it every day by myself. And I'm like, these guys probably still fuck with the oolongs and the pours that I usually give them because they're dar <laughs> darker teas, you know? Like a fresh Chinese green tea for me, if you can get it within a couple months of it being plucked is like so hard that's to Because by, by like the third or fourth month that it's off the, off the, you know, off the plant, it's pretty much most of the flavor is gone in my experience. So you guys don't this know is, this. This was, it's just a local tea. It's not even like a, it's harvested in the same area of the one we had last time, but it's a different bud. It's a, the bud of like the smallest little Speaking leaf. of bud. Um, so, yeah, enjoy. If you guys want more, you just put out your cup, and we're going to keep pouring. And we're going to keep talking up. We're going to keep letting the people know. I know you guys listen, uh, Fresh Pins and Custom Connects. I think you guys should collaborate and make a, a tea pin, mm -hmm. a cup. Dweezy peeking over. I see it's a mustache, oh, yeah. glasses, and a bucket hat. And That's just, a pin. Wait, that, what is what? What did you just to say though? Fresh pins. What, what fresh you, pins. They make all the, a lot of the pins in uh, the North End. And Custom, oh, really? and Custom yeah. Connects. They they two awesome dudes. <coughs> yeah, they're really good guys. Uh, make rad pins. Make the Simpson LAC pins. Yep. A lot of the different LAC pins that, from all over. And um, they're talking about collaborating. I was like, oh, if they make, right now if they make a Dweezy, dweezy T pin. That'd pretty be pretty much, badass. Dweezy, you're the face of this shit, bro. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, that whoa, mustache. Whoa, 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 whoa. Every, everybody talks about the tea, bro. Let's put the tea in front. It, it's kind of like everybody wants the Dweezy tea bag. <laughs> dweezy tea bag. You're like, you're like a modern day Roosevelt. <laughs> Theodore. Theodore Roosevelt. With a mustache, the glasses, and a big oh. stick. Yeah. And a big stick. As long as it, you I see don't it? have to. As long as, <laughs> it, as, long as yeah, none of this yeah. relates me to Morrissey. Okay. <laughs> well, Arsenal, you have that Arsenal, tie. You have tie. You know? Nope. Google it. Fake news. <laughs> One thing that I thought would be kind of cool to talk about, we're about to enter a lull in the LAFC season where there's not going to be games for a while, but there are going to be U.S. national team games. Jimmy, I know you have always been, from from the get-go early on, a, a big fan of the U.S. women's national team. Something that kind of popped up recently was like the Bada 76 yep. Uh, yep. When, when the women came and played at the bank. And where do you guys think supporter culture can go? Um, where do you think it can go in terms of that particular side of it with the women's with the women's team and support for the U.S. team or other international teams, and where do you guys think it can go here in the city? And I'll just sort of like leave it open to you how you want to how you guys want to talk about that, but um, what it all will look like going forward. Backstory on Bada, yeah. it was a conversation years ago. The old AO president was pretty much fed up with how things were going. He had conversations with like Jedek, I believe Joseph. And they were talking about like starting something new you're talking about the French. national president or the local for local chapter? local yeah. la chapter he left it and he was just like wanting to do it and then the time came fern and jetic ran with the idea and then started putting the fielders out and they're like hey you want to do it started a whatsapp channel and then they came to the bank and we, we all fucking, joined we fucking brought we it we fucking brought it that night <laughs> we, we uh, they painted a trapo we put it up um we we literally got in the middle wore black on purpose to show this is Los Angeles. It wasn't, this is LAFC. It's this is Los Angeles culture. Yeah. With Vada 76, we will take any fan that's a U.S. national fan. Mm. Women's or men, if you're there to chat, you're one of us. I don't care if you're a Carson fan, a Houston fan, it doesn't matter. It's country it's, first. I mean, country first. And it's definitely bringing it how we bring it <coughs> in the North End. That's the North End influence. Moving forward, it'll spread AO that was there, because AO travels. There's a lot of AO chapters from 
around California that were like, you in the beginning people were throwing shit at us. They were like, whoa, you yeah. guys are over chanting us. And we're like, no, we want you guys to continue <coughs> chanting, oh. not the same Yankee Doodle shit. Let's do yeah. some <laughs> real chants. Uh, we brought it. They they were like, you know what? This is awesome. At the end, we we turned a lot of heads and they yeah. were shaking our hands and they loved it. And that's when I actually got to sit there and chant with you. Yeah. And that's when I was like. Fuck yes, this is amazing. <laughs> this is we're, we're on opposite ends of the yeah, stadium. Yeah, we're never we're together. Mm-hmm. Like he's manning over there, and yeah. whatever the issues on his side, he's dealing with that, and I'm dealing over here. Yeah. Later at the end of the match, we go up top, we discuss what's going on, uh, but that's when we actually got to chant together, and I was like, "Fuck, this is amazing." It's awesome, yeah. Well, I mean, to me, that's like we're a like meta- Wonder Twins. Well, that's like a metaphor. <laughs> yeah. what, what you just described the process of Bada. Like, <laughs> yes. Um, at the end of the day, this is about. Elevating supporter culture in this 100%, game, right? Definitely. That's that's it's our, about our goal. and and even maybe above elevating, it's like participating and adding to global football supporter culture in a way that's not derivative, that's its own. It honors the traditions that yeah, have existed, definitely. but it could sort of be an improvement. And oh, for sure. The benefit, I from my view and like the opportunity that you know I've seen leaders of the 3252 and other people sort of embrace and has been exciting to, to watch, to cover, to interview about, to think about, to write about, um, to sit in the backyard with these guys and bullshit about, is the opportunity to learn from mistakes of the past, mm-hmm. utilize like what is now global culture, technology, other tools, whatever is happening with the zeitgeist, just to be able to make something new. And I remember, I didn't actually end up going to the game at the bank, because low key, uh-huh. I the U.S. national team matches I've gone to in my life I've never felt anything. And that's funny it's you felt, say that. It's felt it's felt very similar to the way that going to a Galaxy game. That's, that's funny. Just, that's or funny going to other games in MLS it just feels doesn't feel like the things that I know and love about com- complex relationship with this country. Maybe we all do in different ways, but like yeah. I, I saw actually Bob in charge of the U.S. national team against Ghana in Petroria in the World Cup. That was like the the competitive match that I got to go see, and I remembered like. You know, I'm not like a, you know, anti-American person, but I remember like kind of I was like I kind of want Ghana to win, <laughs> like you know because because yeah. they were the last African team remaining in that tournament. The tournament mm-hmm. being held, uh-huh. there was all that, and I kind of liked the way they were playing. And like it just the, like the chants that were happening yeah. on the U.S. side, they just like made my skin crawl. They like just hurt. <laughs> they reminded me of like go team go yeah yeah like, definitely good effort and like just extraordinarily whitewashed and, no, like, 100%. and like blonde hair blue eye everything and so you know it just it just it just didn't feel like the country the things about the country that i knew knew to love and and i say all this and i'm going on this big rant no. just to say that like when i watched that game on tv even though it's down the street from my house i probably could have walked over and uh-huh. gotten a ticket for pretty cheap and checked it out i didn't do that because <coughs> i didn't think it would be that interesting uh-huh. um you missed out, I could man. Hear, yeah. No, you I did miss, did miss out. out. Mm-hmm. I'll, yeah, I missed out because I could hear you guys. I could see it. I could see the, the camera would pan over and see the group. And it was just so cool to see the ways that, like, things through LFC and a lot of you, yeah. you guys that have been involved could now, it can blow up. It can become something bigger than just this team. It can influence teams like Dallas. It can influence other, maybe the USL teams or yeah. other teams and in the region and just sort of, as we've seen with Jump for LA Football Club, if you guys did or didn't get to check out the article, just like how, you know, the the team in uh, Norway. Let them is, know where that article is, yeah. please. 
I'm not sad about it. I just said it weird. I, I had some green tea in my throat. So uh, that no, cup was nowhere near your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so no, no, but it's 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 been cool for me to watch it sort of expand and like you know start to start to light some of those little fires. Yeah. Some of the, some of the way you can you know make something new and of your own. Can you guys, now that I've fucking ranted for quite some time, can you guys just, you know, tell me what you guys feel on that front and, like, what, what you guys want to see going forward and whether you look at it that way or whether I'm just, like, totally off my rocker. I can tell you. Look, for that game, uh, at least for myself, and I know probably Jimmy felt the same way, is for that game, we wanted to show the women the support that they deserved for all they've done for soccer uh-huh. because they get ignored on the soccer, on in the global uh, sense of soccer, because they're women, they're underpaid, they're not equally they're not equally represented through advertising, through everything, through our promotion, and that is the team that we should be most proud of here in the United yeah. States. Yeah. I love yeah. the United States team as men's national team. Look, my roots are in Mexico, but I was born in this country, and I love this country, and I love my national team. But those women sell themselves out every day from the 99 team to all those teams mm. to Mia Ham to all of them just, just playing their asses off at Wambach all of them and they deserve real support and they've never had real support like you said I would watch these games and I would cringe at the support and these chants I go oh my god when we f- when I, I said when I say we I don't mean myself I mean all of us when we formed the 3252 wouldn't it be awesome if those women if that team could feel just a little bit of what we can do for them, so they can know what passion, what real uh, aguante, what just what 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 support really is for a night, and going out there, I said chanting shoulder to shoulder next to Jimmy and everybody, and people with us. Look at first, like I said, people were throwing water at us, were throwing things at us in the beginning, but we didn't stop. We didn't turn around and give people dirty faces. Look, we've, we get beer showered. Water's nothing to us. Yeah. <laughs> it's nothing to us. <laughs> they tried Yeah, to, they tried. They, they tried to posture in the beginning. And we were saying, hey, yeah. yo, they, yeah. were, they were legit, like, whoa, this is our section. And we were just like, we are, we, we, in the bottom chat, we yeah. expected it. We said, we planned it out. This is going to happen. Let's not fight. Let's just chant and chant and chant. Let's give the woman what they give us. Yes. Mm. And that was what we were talking discussing mm. in the beginning. And in, in Bada, it's not all men. There's a lot of ladies in there. Yeah, and they, a lot of they bring it, and they're in the north end bringing it too. And um, second half, the drummer comes down. He goes to Cassie, can you drum for us? We're going to do your chance too. So we hey. would do two and two. We switched it off, and yeah. then it, it worked well. And it was just, it was beautiful to see that they are willing to open their minds. Cause it's not, back in the day, AO was not open to nope. this. The people that were there opened their eyes and were like, you know what? Change is good. Let's make this happen. Uh, Phoenix wants to open a Bada chapter now. Yeah. It, it's spreading. People are like, you know what? They what, deserve better. What's this Bada thing? Yeah. Exactly. Like, what is it? And, but it's positive. We're not trying to be confrontational. We don't want to overtake a section. We're trying to enhance it mm-hmm. with them. Well, look, we did their chance too. It's not like we stood quiet for their chance and only chanted ours. We chanted their chance with the same passion we chanted our own chance. And it, it was noticeable because when you see corner kicks, you see the team come on this side, 
You see the ladies run by and they take a little look like what? Oh, I'm What's sure. Going yeah, on? It had yeah. to be a trip. For what is oh, going yeah. on? And they, I don't know if anyone. Be... I don't know if enough people asked. Them. <clears throat> and I know it, to some extent it was like a smaller section, yeah. it's not as big as the 3252. It doesn't mm-hmm. encompass the whole North End. But to some extent, I'm sure that that was like a different experience. For I can friend. tell you that. <laughs> I, I, I want to. I can't say every single. You know, I want to yeah. say it. Every single woman on that field looked up and was just like, yeah. "Yes, yeah, yes." Because they grew up playing this. They they know that there's the culture around the world. Yeah. Mm. They know who the North End is. And to see it and feel it while, while they're on the field, yeah. I'm sure that was really good, a good feeling for them. The best comment I got all night, it, it happened after. Maybe it was the alcohol, who knows. But <laughs> uh, up, uh, up Upstairs, uh, I think we were at free play. Mm-hmm. And I was standing next to Julie Foudy. And we're talking, and she goes... What was that? <laughs> yeah. To hear her say that, as she goes, we stood quiet during our uh, broadcast just to hear you guys for a little bit. Because that was awesome. Yeah. She goes, imagine that on a giant scale. And Mia came up and she was there too. And, like, you know what? I told her, look, this is what you ladies deserve. Yeah, man. This isn't. Just, oh, hey, something we're going to do for today. No, this is what you deserve every day. Mm. You guys are the world champions. Hell yeah. You guys are the best national team on the face of this earth. Not male, not female. The best national team on the face of this earth. And you guys deserve the support that the men's national team uh, gets, that the other national teams get. You guys deserve even more. Yeah. Because you guys are our champions. I go, look. And the fact that she said, what was that? That made me feel, you know what? Yes, we did it right. We didn't overstep uh, people's boundaries. We, we kept it, like, like, like Jimmy said, with AO and stuff like that, enchanted with them. We were but together. We were, we were together. We were respectful. We didn't want to overshadow them way too much. Look, on the download, of course we did, because you know, we wanted to be bottle 76. But it was nice to, to, at the end, to come to an agreement and work together. And it was awesome to see that. And I think it was important that bottle 76 really made their first appearance at the women's national team match. Yes, that, that was the that, point. That was the yeah. point. And for the future, we're gonna have watch parties. We're we're, we're yeah. here to grow as individuals. I can, yeah. I can speak for a lot of us that are in Bada, to grow the culture in the MLS and on the on, for the U.S. national in the team. national yeah. scale. Yeah, yeah, and it's seeing it how easy it can happen. Mm. Just if the right people are in play, it, it's it's a spark. It's been lit. And just like we tell the those little groups who aren't real SGs, we're in the same boat. Mm. See, so we, yeah. can, we can tell them, uh, oh, you, it's easier for you to tell me because you're the vice president of the president. Look, we're making this group, but we're doing it organically, grassroots. slowly, but you're grassroots. We're not trying to tell AO, hey, you got to listen to us. No. We're, we showed them what we do and what we are, the passion we have and the commitment we have to the to, to this sport and to, this, and to the women's yeah. team and to the men's team. But we're going to bring that every day, and we're going to do it slowly. It's a process. We're going to walk. Yeah. One day we'll get the recognition. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. But you know what? Our passion is always going to be the same. Hell yeah, man. And it, took, it really took some kind of unlearning and learning on my part because, like, I walked into the Nike store in the Grove, and there's a, the national team jersey with yeah. three stars on it. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. What, what, are they, what are they saying? But then I realized, yeah. like... This is the most successful mm-hmm. women's yeah. team of all time. Like, let's let's really celebrate that that they're from here. Yeah, and there's so many great women on that team for from California. Yeah, yeah, it's and so like, why, yeah, exactly. like more Alex Morgan, Davenport, yeah, yeah, yeah. for me. And I, just on a personal level, for me, it's 
that was near and dear to my heart. Just at this last game, like I legit almost cried. I, I get choked up right now in the couple stand. Or I was in the couple stand. I was by, I was in the in the aisle. Mia Ham was in there. She looked at me while she was chanting and she nodded. And I was like, she remembered. Yeah. Man. No, not even that. Like, I wouldn't be here sitting right here talking to you guys if it wasn't, it wasn't for her. For her. Yeah. yeah. Solely her. Wow. Because as a wow. kid, she saved me from wanting to keep the interest in the sport. Yeah. And yeah. I don't get starstruck, but I have so much respect for her yeah. that I have a trouble talking to her. Mm. Like, I'm yeah. just like, I just look at her and I'm just like, I love you, everything you've done. Like, I have nothing but respect for you. Yeah. Like, and I haven't told her this. Yeah. I just try to speak to her as normal as can be. Well, we um, all know she's listening to the pod, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. She knows she, no, right she, now. She's listening. She wants to hear about, uh, you know, the, the follow-up to the TIFO. But here's and, the funny thing. Yeah. Because uh, I should have watched my mouth. Sorry, Mia. <laughs> that, that, that game, I was talking to my girlfriend because my girlfriend, like I said, she's new to the culture. Yeah. Mm. But Is she, she really? Yeah, she's new she's to the culture. She's taking it on really well. Yeah. But she's taking, she's taking uh, the time to learn it. And she's heard me speak about Mia, but she had no idea who Mia was. Only from what I told her. Yeah. Because she asked me, hey, who are your favorite, you know, soccer players in the world? I go, for me, I go, it's Georgie Best, it's Pele, and it's Mia Hamm. Wow. Yeah. Mia, who's Mia? I fully deserve. I fully 100%. Deserve. I go, and not on that order either. I go, look, Mia is one of the greatest footballers in the world. Leaders. Wow. Leaders out there, too. What she did on that pitch, the way she led those teams, the kind of team she played against, Man, I don't know a guy who could have done half the stuff because mm. she did. And like I said, I well up, I tear up too because I can be an emotional guy sometimes. But seeing her play, look, at the time when our men's national team just, oh my God, it was just killing me. and just I got made fun of just, for that. That's I got made I, fun of that. I, I, I would get not bullied, want to yeah. care anymore. But I was one of the few women's national team fans. And I would get made fun of. Oh, what are you going to do? You're going to watch the women's game? That's not soccer. That's not soccer. Yes, it is. To me, it is. Because I love what they did on the field, and I loved everything she did. Yeah. And I, and I just when I see her, like uh, 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 I, I, I try not to talk to her too much because I end up stuttering or like, oh, I said it was something stupid or something like that. But it's it's great to, to pass this on to my girlfriend who's learning the, the culture. Yeah. Mm. And she got to talk to Mia, talk to Julie Fowley, talk to a couple other people, and she had no idea who they were. And now she does. Like, oh my god, because. Uh, you know her because I'm in love with a feminist and a civil rights uh, so, you know, social justice warrior shout out I mean she just loves powerful women and I don't know if you guys saw there the women going, going uh, since we're segueing to the women's uh, match uh, her and a couple of the girls from D9 uh, got together and wanted to uh, make a statement on women's day mm-hmm. they loved the Mia uh, Tifa and they loved it they loved Mia mm-hmm. but they also wanted to represent other powerful women mm-hmm. And which is why you saw the AOC, mm-hmm. uh, Sotomayor, and everything else. Yeah. And and those were see, beautiful. And yeah. you saw, you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, yeah. a little thing. Yeah. It was something that she wanted to bring. She mm-hmm. herself painted that flag, you know, That's with uh, you know the leaves and everything, and just made it football. Yeah. And these girls did it too because they're learning, and that happened because of Mia. Yeah. Because they respect her, and they didn't do it to overshadow her. They did it to. As an homage to her, telling her, "Look, this is how much you mean to us as women." Yeah. And I hope Mia, if you're listening, because I heard you're listening, <laughs> that you know this. That's that why I got that, quiet. Yeah. Got shy now. That, <laughs> that the women, that the women in the North End, all look up to her. Yeah. yeah. And not don't look up to her because 
She's an owner. She's this. No, because she's Mia. Yeah. Yeah. And Rio recognizes Rio. Rio yeah. recognizes Rio. Always. Yes. Like, and like, hold just, on. Just in case anybody had a trouble, any problem with <coughs> the AOC shit, I just want to say Welcome. respectfully. Suck my dick. Go to Action Zone. Shout out AOC. Dude. Yeah. Dude, yeah, and like that night. Riley got inspired. Oh, she's so Riley. Seeing Riley, see Riley oh, she's like, like, stand. Oh and my god. Miles is always the one that wants to get in there. Mm-hmm. Um, Riley has a really good musical ear. And she can drum. <coughs> she's like she's like, No, I'll sit back. She likes to watch it. She she sits back and watches. She's shy to an extent. Mm-hmm. And then she looked at the cabinet and she's like, Dad, I'm going up tonight. Hey. And I told Casey, I was like, Casey, bring her in there. I tweeted it out. She's at 185k wow. views. Wow. Hey. She was going nuts. That's and awesome. She was awesome. Seeing it, I was like, "Yeah, I was like, my goodness, hundred eighty-five thousand. Yeah. That's nuts." And not only that, she went on the field and did the thirty-two fifty-two flag. Yeah, yeah and she was she's having nice. a blast. Yeah, she's waving she the was waving flag. the flag. Yeah. she was having a blast. And it was it was so she was good. inspired. She's like, "This is Women's Night." She's yeah. like, "This is me." And shout out to Cassie because I was a single dad for most of Roddy's life in the beginning, mm-hmm. and uh, Cassie came in a strong empowering female mm-hmm. and was showing Riley on because she had only a male influence yeah. now Cassie's uh, a teacher she's a fitness instructor she's a drummer she's a she's a go-getter that's how we work because we're both like we just we dive in mm-hmm. head first we don't care and Riley learning from Cassie in that way and mm-hmm. then seeing um, all the ladies up there yeah. she was legit inspired and she's like I'm going up there dad I'm going to sing with them Incredible, and I, I thought one song, nope, she ended the second half, she did not want to come down, hey. and I was okay with it. We, we got some flack from um, Fire Marshal, whatnot, too many people in the capital yeah. stand, but you know what? It was Rules beautiful to, be to see. Um, well, we learned from it, whatever, but we don't regret it because that was phenomenal. Yeah, and these are memories that these girls, these ladies, yeah. all of us, we're gonna have, yeah, and we're gonna look back and be like. See where we started. Look yeah, where we're at now. Because exactly. I'm telling you, this is like, like we said, it's year two. I can only see ten years from now where the league is going to be. Not just us, the league, because yeah. we are the spark. The flame is coming. Yeah. And speaking of spark and flame, like Jimmy was saying about Cassie and things like that. Look, without Cassie and without Anna in our lives, we couldn't do half the stuff we do out here. Because Not even to have the supportive women we have at home, like Anna, like like uh, Jimmy was saying, came to me in a, in a point in my life when. Um, I needed some direction. I needed some structure. Mm-hmm. Look, like we were talking about before, man. Or, or when the mics were fucking off, dude, I fucked around a lot. <laughs> I look, man. I, I did a lot of shit. I was not the best person in the world. I was very flawed, you know, I a lot, you know, as a person, as a male. Mm-hmm. But having such a strong female presence in my life, to someone who I wasn't used to having a, a, a person not being used to having a strong female in their life, was weird to me. But when I met Anna. She changed my life, mm. and it's hard uh, to admit that for me as a, as a as a guy as the way I used to be. Dude, look, I was a huge misogynist. I was not the, the nicest guy in the world. Mm-hmm. I was not the most peaceful guy in the world. But having someone like her in my life now has really changed me. Has changed me for the better. And without her being there for my son and being there for me, and. Look, she puts up with a lot. She doesn't have to put up with me. Look, she's a successful attorney, one of the best attorneys here in Los Angeles, mm. who sticks up for civil right, for civil rights and disability rights here in the city. And she doesn't have to put up with a guy with me, but she does. Mm. And to her credit, because I don't deserve a woman like her. I mean, she came in a point in my life where I was, like, lost, man. Mm. 
but she put me back in that path. And and because of her is how I also wound up here at LAFC. Mm. Because once I had structure back in my life and I had my priorities straight, man, football just came back into me. Mm. And she is my biggest supporter now. Like I said, she's new to this, this sport, but you ask her now, and she knows about the sport. She knows everything about the sport. She knows about the fashion. She knows if she knows about Stone Island, CP wear, uh, <laughs> Lyle and Scott. She's, you, you, look, if, She's you see, if, if, if you see Anna at the tailgates, you watch her casual uh, uh, gear. Rocking the Adidas, walking the Stone, uh, everything. You'll see she wears all the brands now because she loves it. She's learned culture, and she's about it. She really loves what we have here, and she sees the organic, the organicness of LAFC. Yeah. For her to accept that, someone who's never in the culture, mm-hmm. to understand like, oh man, what you guys are build, building here is beautiful. She knows every single one of you guys mm-hmm. by face, by name, mm-hmm. and she sees you guys, and she considers every single one of you guys family. Mm-hmm. I mean, she'll go to all you guys and talk to you, yeah. to, and that's what's beautiful about what we do here, sure. and that's the best part here. Yeah. I mean. That's what I love about it, and and, and that's what I think what makes us better people. Yeah. is the women behind us, one hundred percent, and not behind us. They're next to next us. to us, in front of us a yeah. lot of the times. Like um, my first memory of Anna was um, last year's Pride Tifo. Um, it was a shit show getting it going because yeah. of the location, and we couldn't get a projector going because it's couldn't hang it. The yeah. light, so a lot of the Pride dudes were there and they were sketching it out. And um, Anna has a big nerdy side. Yes, she does. And she's very <laughs> proud of it. And I saw her shirt, and I was like, nerd. Yeah. And then she, like, <laughs> ran to me, and we started talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, cool. And then I had no idea you two were together at that yeah. point. And we started talking, and then her and Cassie started talking. Instant connection. And then um, fast forward to now, what I appreciate both about Anna and Cassie, they have beautiful minds mm-hmm. and beautiful hearts. Yeah. And that's what you see in the North End. It's not just them two. Yeah. They're with us. We live with them, yeah. so we we see that. But like the Sujins, the Myrans, yes. the Lindsays, the Sellys, like, so necessary. Honestly, yeah. if the North End was comprised of all men, it'd be shitty. Well, no, we do, like there probably would be a supporters group in the South End by now. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Definitely, yeah, yeah she sure. would like when the dudes' egos are all yeah. up in arms. It's the girls that'll just come in and be like, hey, y'all need, hey, shut the fuck up real Chill. quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and if it wasn't for Cassie, I wouldn't be president. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't for Anna, honestly, I wouldn't be vice president because I did not want to do it. She goes, you know what, this is something you should do. I talked to her about it, stuff like that. But even talking to other people, uh, I talked to Sujin, I talked to Myra, I talked to all of them. It's and funny, just, I spoke the same exact yeah, girls you yeah. mentioned. Right <laughs> they just like, just do it, we believe in you. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. having those strong women tell you, we yeah. believe in you, it's kind of like, Let's fucking do it. And just it. having them believe in you. Not, not telling you, hey, you should run, but believe in you. Yeah, it's the Talking belief. to them, it's the yeah. belief. Like, when I talk to Sujin and I talk to Myra, I like talking to them because I learn something from them. And they teach me a lot about myself. And then I And they're like, a lot of them are doing it right alongside you. They're doing it alongside of us. Sometimes probably like, I, I want to keep my game yeah. stepped up because, like, she's bringing it. Exactly. You know? so, look at Myra and Monty. They're shoulder to shoulder with each other exactly. it's not like oh here's Monty mm-hmm. oh here comes Myra no it's Monty and Myra Mark and Lindsay Mark and Lindsay so there you guys go if you're a supporter and you're male or female or one side of your coin just get, bring a lot you're having some problems with your relationship bring upon bring them bring them to the north end you know you guys can get together and solve all your relationships <laughs> even, even become the next yeah. great 3252 yeah. power and, and don't get this twisted this isn't some fucking Avengers like 
women pandering scenes. Like, that, like, <laughs> they fight for five minutes. Oh, my God. These girls will fuck up the event. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking hated that scene. <laughs> fucking hated that scene. But really, like, the women in the North End hold us down. They tell us when we need to shut the fuck up and check our yeah. egos. Because when you have a bunch of dudes, it's, it's a pissing contest. Yeah. You know what I mean? And sometimes you need a girl to just come by and pinch off the fucking stream. Yeah. But you know what's awesome? <laughs> the mothers with the small kids, like oh, yeah. Leah and Gil. Yeah. Like they, they work they have a system. Uh Sandy and Joseph, <laughs> yeah. they have a system. Um Ray's wife, Julio's yeah. wife. Fabi like, Yadira, yeah. They, yeah, they, just... they you see kids on their shoulders and they're chanting, yeah. waving flags, going nuts. And it's like We have this girl on our on our, on our uh in D9, her name is uh, Feisty. And her she, name is Feisty? Yeah, she has a great name. Although uh, Ray calls her Fisty because he can't pronounce shit. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, a terrible point of her name. She, I know, right? <laughs> Jenna and Fisty, right? But she, this one game, I remember her distinctively because she was chanting and stuff like that. Yeah. And she's holding her little uh, her baby up in her arms, passed out, and she's still chanting like crazy, man. Her and her husband oh. are just going off, and the baby's oh, asleep, yeah. and she's just out there. She's amazing to them, man. But those kind of women we have, mm-hmm. and those are the ones that, that bring it and, and do it in the North End. And hey, shout out to Sachi for let, for putting up with us every, uh, Thank you so yeah. every time we go over here and record things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, women like that. It's, it, those yeah, are the no, ones that make real. the difference for us. And there's a lot of women we're not naming, but believe me, we see you. Oh, yeah. We see 100%. you. We look at you. We, we every single and one of you And not in a creepy way. Not in a creepy way. An endearing yeah, way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All of the Breezy. breezy yeah. Everybody. We see you guys all, man. We see every single one of you guys. I wish we could. I, we had the time to go up and say, hey, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. But it's hard. We'll have a job to do. We have a then. job to do. Yeah. But we, we acknowledge you. We, we know you're there. And just like going back to Dallas, like if it wasn't for Sally and Cassie, it wouldn't be as successful as it was that trip. Mm. We weren't many, but we were mighty. Mm. And we, we, we earned the respect. Yeah, we did not lose in the stands. We were outnumbered mm. like 10 to 1. But we stood our ground with those two ladies leading the way. And we heard you on TV. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, did I you guys did. really? We did hear you guys right up. Even with a broken drum? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. We heard, oh. Yeah, man. Oh, we could hear it. Uh, it was like it was great. And the ladies, Tifo, Myra taking the lead on that, oh, getting yeah. getting all the ladies organized to put it together, make it come. Uh, and we we followed your lead, like the yeah. guys. And we sat back, like, what do you need? We're here. They yeah. designed it all. They did it all. Mm-hmm. Um, we just helped with optics. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, and those ladies we talked about right now, it's like. They set the tone for all the little girls that are in the North End. Man. 100%. Hey. The, the future. Dollars is, is, I'm telling you, just wait. Not even 10 years. Five years from now. Yeah. Wow. You see these yeah. kids going berserk. We're not going to be there forever, man. We were talking about yeah. us hanging out in the Sunset Deck, watching down, going down and being hey, like, hey, we going to be rich. In <laughs> <laughs> our ascots and our dogs up there. I'm always going to wear the, the same hat. Same you can wear your ascot if you want. Martin. I'm wearing the ascot. Come down, Ken. I'm just going to be up there with fucking black and gold pasties on. <laughs> you know, like you're so just chilling down. in the pool. I'm so down for pasties. All my best and pasties, that's it. But I keep my hat on. I keep his hat on. Low key, I keep it on. It oh my god. <laughs> and on that note, with the ghetto bird flying by, unless you guys have anything no, else to I, share, you I, do I, guys I, I, have I do want to just share. I just want to say one last oh, thing. One last goes. thing. One last thing. Um, no, like just talking about you know seeing Jimmy's daughter up there and seeing that video. You, could, you guys can check it out online. 
it, it to me it's like supporter culture is at its finest when it opens up new doors for yeah, people definitely. to express themselves and, exactly. and sometimes it's about the aesthetics of expression just yeah. the beauty and the art i'm really always into the art of supporter yeah. culture and like the musicality and all that but like the the ripple effect you know and and watching the system you guys have put in place i always like to give it up and give props to the leadership because the system you guys have put in place and the allowing things to grow organically isn't just helping with things like Bada 76 yeah. it's helping with like the 1900 lafc like midwest lafc france lafc uh, you know what i mean this shit took off i don't know if you guys ever like really just sit back and say wait wait a second to any other mls teams or you know, any any sporting organization that's two years old have, like, tons of shit popping up all over the world, like, just focused on this because they all feel that that door is open for them, too, that they can feel a part of it. And, you know, if, if the organic and the grassroots, like, mechanics of things stay in place, it'll always be fresh and the growth will always be possible. So, like, major props to all you guys for, like, always, you know, having a system in place and letting letting that be the story rather than any one person or any one approach because it's for me it's the coolest shit of all time to watch and the growth thing you're talking about as look again not to talk about d9 here but grow another show but yeah yeah exactly. <laughs> but, shout out the asians and what these guys have built and what we've all built here we wouldn't be able to have a chapter in atlanta in portland what's up luch bakersfield, luch, bakersfield. Yeah. i mean it's not something that we're doing as D9 by ourselves. It's not. It's what we all do. Because right, it takes off organically. It takes right? off At organically. some point, it, it's not oh, even... Definitely. You guys couldn't grow it like that if you tried. I have this it one thing... It does I, it on its own. I have, exactly, this, right? I have this one thing I tell everybody I bump into. You can't that, force people. And it's, it could be a tiger. It could be anybody. Not in 2019 anyway. It could be a, a D9 person. I tell them this. <laughs> look, man. Without you guys, we are nothing. And I tell that to everyone I get a chance to tell that to. Look, man. Without, a, without you here, we're nothing. We need you here. We need the passionate fan. We need the casual fan. We need just the regular fan. We need everybody here. And I bump into people in the Founders, the Sunset, uh, up at the bars, walking around the North End, and I always tell them the same thing, man. Without you guys, we're nothing. Yeah. And we need you guys. And we can't think of this, like you said, just us, 3252, and then that's it. No, we're opening this bigger. We're gonna become bigger. And it's LA. This is who we are, man. We're multicultural. The people ask me, can you describe the typical uh, supporter group in the 3252? What would be your, what's your <laughs> ideal group? And I always have the answer. If you want to look at the, at the ideal group of the 3252, look at the Tigers. That's very, they're the most LA supporter group we have. Because look, D9 is D9, BA is BA. These guys are Los Angeles. And, and, I, and I'm the first to admit this. There's nobody more LA than these guys. Cause you look at them, they are Los Angeles. You see that Dodger hat. You see that hat. You see the little Stone Island little, you know, without the patch. <laughs> <laughs> Sweatshirt on. Bootleg. You see the beanie. You see the Birkenstocks. You see the socks. You see the tea. You see all this other stuff. You see everything. That's very LA and there's nothing wrong with being LA. I will never apologize for being from LA. Cause it's who we are. And this is one of the most LA supporter groups that we have because they were small, they grew, and they weren't afraid to be themselves, is what the thing. They didn't just say, we're just Koreans. We're L.A. 
like I said, the supporters cup. I go, holy fuck! Who are these Mexicans and Salvadorians all of a sudden? They grew. Two-time champion. Two yeah. <laughs> but they grew, yeah. and then you see them, and they're from like every, they're, they're from every segment of the of the city, <laughs> and they encompass the city. Josh is so LA. Slim is so LA. You're so LA, man. You guys are just what the city's all about, and what I love about the city. And this is why I tell everybody this is the best city to live in. Yeah, this is right. the best city. Yeah, this is the best supporters we have. Fuck you, and No one will beat us. Look, anyone wants to come to the bank. Come to the bank. We're not afraid of anyone who comes in the bank. Yeah, Please challenge us. challenge us. Challenge us. We're not afraid of anybody. Bring your drums, bring your flags, bring whatever you want. We yep. want that good company. It's you know the what? respect we deserve. It'll make you better. It'll make us better. It'll make the MLS better. It'll make football better here in the United States. That's, and that's what we want. fucking right. Yeah, just say, it's in our lyrics. It says we represent Los Angeles. We represent Los Angeles. And, yeah, 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 and yeah, I, yeah, I do yeah. want to add in, there's a lot of chatter from casual fans that yeah. are just like, this person said this, 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 mm. and that. Who gives a shit people say about you on the internet? Yeah. Who gives a fuck? Word. Don't engage. Yeah. Word. I never do. I never do. Stay I never off do. the internet. Stay <laughs> okay. Am I the only one? <laughs> no, no. I, I, I'm internet. not anti-internet. Yeah. I, okay, I enjoy the shit. Like, I, I love researching animals. I, Honestly, I love that. Honestly, when I have a bad day at work, I love logging into the TSG account and just cussing people out. <laughs> it's I'm, fucking great. I'm on Pornhub. <laughs> X videos, they got better it's Asian just, it, ones. It's, you're, you're never going to win because people are brave online. They're going to say whatever they want. Oh, yeah. Their goal is to get under your skin and try and beat you. Yeah. But if you have a face-to-face conversation, Conversation with this person, it's way you might have a lot in common, yeah. you might not, but I guarantee you it's gonna be a different conversation because it's face to face. So, just in, in all honesty, just try to keep it cool, shrug it off, be like, you know what, I don't even know you, yeah. like you, and and show just, up, show up exactly. And that's the yeah, that's exactly what it is because I, I don't engage anyone online, I don't engage anyone from other, other supporter cultures, or you know, other supporter groups, excuse me, or other things like that. You know what, they usually just DM me. <laughs> and we have those conversations, <laughs> and those conversations are way different than the public conversations. Yeah, oh, yeah. of course. We got to keep the PMA yeah. positive mental attitude. Yep. Exactly. Well, with yeah, the man. PMA and that PSA, Slim. What's another episode of the FCFC pod, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen? What is this? I hope you. I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> right tra- now. Dear Joseph, dear Joseph. Oh, I can. Do Joseph, I- honestly, your voice is too soothing. Sometimes I want to fall asleep in traffic. Do Ray. Oh, this is for Ray. A uh, shout out to the D9U Casuals. Wow. Uh, mm. Gotta get my 50 cents in. Dang, 50 cents. <laughs> 50 cents an asshole. Hey, our tea is running dry. On that note, have a good night, everybody. We love you. <laughs> FCFC. FC, FC. FCFC. FC, FC. 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 FC, F